Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like crappy. Everywhere you go. Oh. Morning, children. What is it? 8.30. God almighty. I've, uh, I've, I'm coming on old man. There's no other way to describe it. Or is that my asthma DT? Is that my asthma sipping coffee? I'm not going to get angry about that again. Um, no, I used to not take any sleep aids. Except booze. Used to take booze as a sleep aid. Back, 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 back in the day to regulate my sleeping schedule so I get enough sleep. I didn't know there were sleeping pills. No one told me that. So I went with I guess it's more fun that way. <clears throat> I guess it's more fun. There were good times. Those were good times. I was 20-something. I was poor, living in a basement, work at security and banking. And then I gave up my banking gig and just taught dance class and work security to make ends meet. I had my online classes a pope and rental income, a potpourri, multiple source income. God, at the age of 24, 25, I already had that down. Which afforded me a ton of, uh... oh, hang on, hang on. Are we going live? How come this isn't going live? Did Google do something? <laughs> Are we, hang on. says I'm broadcasting, but then here it doesn't say it's live. <clears throat> Let's see if this is live, kids, shall we? Seven watching now. Guys, am I live? Hit one if I'm live and you can hear me. God, I fucking hate Google. Ten watching. Genius sleep aid works legit. Hey, Uncle Cap, you'll trend now. Wake up, Cappy. I think I'm live. It's working, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Maybe Google fixed something. That's what's throwing me off. Oh, they actually fixed something for the better. See, because behind the scenes, <clears throat> thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, J uh, Jim and MC and Moo and Mike. Thank you, gentlemen. We got it. Um, to watch the chat room to see if any of you guys donate super chats and blood shekels, you got to run the actual thing live. And then you have another screen where you actually talk. You could check your voice and everything else. And um, when you hit record, then it would play. You guys don't hear it, but I hear it in my head delayed by like 10 seconds. It's annoying as fuck. But now Google fixed that. My goodness. <laughs> oh, But uh, no, there was good times. Those are good times where I'd get my shit done. I'd... Uh, do whatever I have to do. And then it's like, what is that? well, you ran, you worked out, you had, oh, let's drink and play video games. It's 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Let's go here. That's nice. Let me slam this coffee and I'll get going. But I'm getting old now because I discovered melatonin. I had sleeping pills and I took melatonin and it regulated my sleep not too long ago maybe no more than even 2 or 3 years ago i'd be up till 3 or 4 a.m. just killing time and i realized that's not that's not healthy after a while it's not healthy to do that you have to like interact with people and be awake when the sun is out and now i take the uh, sleeping pills or melatonin around 9:30 10 and um 
then you get tired, but man, I, I don't stay asleep. And then the GF gets up and she starts rustling about and she's quiet actually, but I, I'm a very light sleeper. And I was like, well, fuck, I might as well get up at seven. And then uh, now that I'm at the new Northern command, there's a nice patio. And now my, uh, my, my routine, I enjoy doing it. I really enjoy doing it because it's been enough moving and chaos and this and that and, uh, life. I just go sit out on the deck uh, with my coffee and I got a rocking chair and I just go look out in the, what is it? Backyard, front yard, parking lot, this side of the apartment building. I look at Wisconsin and there's like a farm field and there's some new houses going in. And now I feel like an old man, old man. They, that's all they do. They just make observations about their environment and where they're around. Oh, got a new Starbucks going in. I'm like, Oh, they're laying shod. Oh, they shouldn't be one. Yeah, this is what goes through your mind. This is what goes through your mind. You're watching. That's what's happening. They're laying sod. Oh, they're watering sod. Should they be watering the sod that this heat and time of day because the sun's out? They're going to fry the sod. I'm like, my God, I am becoming an old man. But I could appreciate it. I could appreciate it because um, <clears throat> damn, I, this damn thing, this damn thing, swear to God, when I retire, this is the number one thing I'm looking forward to getting rid of. Because it's too much. It's too much. And it's and it's all spun and it's lies. And, and there's like partial truths. This crippling life thing or threat in your life happening across the planet may have an effect on you. Oh my, this woman said this crazy thing. This guy advocates that crazy stuff. You know what? I, I'm just more happy. Oh, yeah. Neighbors are putting in sod. And it's very calming. It's very relaxing. And I slowly wake up. <clears throat> And uh, and then I kind of get my day on. And then I kind of go ahead and do my stuff. But it's retired old man, not middle-aged old man. Middle-aged old man, they still wake up. You guys are starting to peter out all the fuels out of your booster stage rocket. Lord knows your wife probably took you for half. The other wife took you for the half of the half that remained. <laughs> oh, vasectomy for the win. Uh, I'll take vasectomy for the win, Alex. Uh, and you guys still got to wake up. You got to make wifey poo happy and you got to make pay payments to ex wifey poo and little rat bastard children. You don't know for sure if they're yours or not. Cause one's a little taller than any male has ever been in your family. We've never had blue eyes in our family. Why has my kid got blue eyes? That's my daughter. You guys, and you guys are really good at the sports ball, I bet. I bet you you guys are really good at the sports ball, huh? You guys are really cool, man. And you had all the right records, and you had all the right things, right, back in 1982. Now you're fat, got congenitive heart failure, uh, disease. You didn't work out. You still get to wake up at a crack of a fart in the morning. You still get to go to work. You still get to commute. See, I jumped all that. I jumped all that. I, I believe in the wisdom of old people. You guys, you mock and ridicule old man Clary. That Beckoff, that millennial Beckoff, you know that guy. Call me old man Clary. Make it sound like I'm old. I, I watch the old people. I, you want to know? Here's, here's, some here's the best wisdom I could possibly give you. I think this is some best wisdom. It's very simple. Uh, how the hell did I get that cut there? 
But this is P51 level simple. You know, sometimes the Occam razor level simple. Old people are wiser and smarter than young people. So shouldn't we all be looking at the old people and saying, hey, maybe I ought to do what they do? And maybe you don't understand right off the bat. Why is the old man sitting out there sipping his coffee, rocking on his rocket chair, getting excited about talking his neighbor Steve, laying sod and watering a little bit prematurely? It's not that you, you have to, you don't want to emulate. You don't want to do cargo cult. You got to ask, why are the old people doing these things these ways? Because they, they, they didn't derive this, this conclusion, these courses of action haphazardly or randomly, nor do they do it uh, like, like it's, it's, a, it's a group. There's confirmation. It's not like, oh, that one old guy does this crazy thing and that other old guy does a completely different crazy thing. They're all moving to Florida. They're all moving to Vegas. They're all moving to Phoenix. They're all moving to Texas. I wonder why that is. And young people, because teachers just cannot suck your dicks enough. <laughs> In some cases, literally, <laughs> because jail. <laughs> I mean, isn't it enough, ladies, that like you got this easy, cushy job. You work nine months out of the year. You get health care and all this other crap. You actually have a jobs program creating jobs that you really don't have to work hard at for your worthless fucking degree. No, you got to go and diddle the kids, huh? Huh? All right. All right. That's enough of that. Uh, where's that going? Oh, yeah. Shouldn't you just kind of follow what the old people do and 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 realize, oh, they, there might be some wisdom there. And so you, if you can jump, oh, no, you're young. You know better. Oh, we know better. We got to go party. Yeah. It was Rich Cooper. He was sending a tweet out, screenshot of some gal tweeting, saying, oh, my God. Not only the arrogance and the bravado and the hubris of young, hot 20-something girls, but the complete cluelessness. Like, life is worth living. That's what my boy. She was, she was celebrating that her boyfriend let her go out and dance on the dance floor and party with her girlfriends. Meanwhile, Dudley's just sitting there at the bar with a drink. You couldn't pay me enough. And they actually think that like the partying, is that it? Is that the celebration? Like you get out of college and now you go party, you dance on, I'm just trying to figure this out. now. this is the difference between young people and old people. Young people think that going to the nightclub, that's, fu that's fun. That's you go out there and you dance. I just want to dance with my girlfriends. That was always the paradox. Why are you dressed like a slut? Why are you dressed like a whore then? We're just having fun dancing with our girlfriends. All right, all right. And that was, so is that the pinnacle? Is that you're out on the dance floor dressed like a slut, dancing with your girlfriends, getting drunk? That's it? There's no human. That was it. That was what everything was for? From five years old to 23 years old, that was what it was for. So you could make the money so you could dance on the floor with your girlfriends and get drunk. That was living life, according to this gal's uh, tweet. Uh, and, I, I did, and, and to have no destination beyond that, to have nothing more deep or meaningful or pointed or purpose or acknowledging that life will end. Because you go out, you dance, you get drunk, you tax your liver. You, you Back in the day, they were smoking cigarettes. I remember that. Maybe you get secondhand cancer smoke. I don't know. But that's it. That's what That was what, what life was for. On the dance floor, dancing with my girlfriend. 
because they yell that at you with hurricane-level winds. But then the old people, like, they don't go to nightclubs no more. They go to a quiet bar and drink with the buddy Bob and Steve. You see that a lot out in Western America, rural America. You pull into town, you pony up at, at the bar, which is usually the only restaurant as well. And then you sit there, and there's the old timers. And they just sit there, and they drink their beer, and they have a conversation. But then the old people, then, the, then they... They get the grandchildren. They spoil the grandchildren. Everything's about the grandchildren. They get pictures of the grandchildren. So that indicates to me the grandchildren are pretty cool. And, and somewhat similarly, we've got kids' drawings up there now. You guys want to – kids want to send the old captain some drawings. I like kids' drawings. Kids' drawings are cool. Maybe I should showcase them. Hang on. Let me show you something. I will get back to the old people because I am one. found this on patrol long ago on the floor it's joe drew this see joe there's joe little joe a little elephant minus this little snout or whatever this was i was like oh that's cool joe made that found that going through my uh stuff um but the old people they got they got a point they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna go where it's warm where it's comfortable and then all the young people, because of the arrogance, because they just want to dance on the dance floor with their girlfriends. They mock and ridicule. You guys mock old man Clary in the old time. Oh, look at that old man sitting out there <laughs> with his coffee in the morning with the old timers. That's another phenomenon you're going to run into. The old men coffee group. I run into that in Vegas because that's two hours behind the Twin Cities. So I'm starting to wake up 7, 8 a.m., which is 5. 6 a.m. Vegas time. My coffee store that I like don't even open until I think 7 o'clock. But I go in there at 7. It's all dead and quiet. But except except for the table of old wise men. Half of them got vet hats on. They're there giving each other guff bust and busting each other's balls. Can't really just jump into that group. But you kind of you kind of like sit next to them. And, and, uh, and they're, they're just they're having intellectual. That's what it is. It's a philosophy discussion. They don't need a meetup group for it. They don't need it. It's just a philosophy group. And they all talk and they all know the meaning of life. And they're, 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 and they're, they're still trying to suss out the meaning of life. I don't know if that could ever be solved. But I got news for you. It's way more pointed and purposed and valuable sitting in on that conversation with the old fart coffee group than the, I'm dancing on the floor with my girlfriend. Just spit coming out of the woman. Yeah, I'd rather hang out with those. And those guys, when we go out golfing, I used to not want to golf with people. Oh, you know, because they usually, if you don't know about golf, uh, you can golf between one and four people. Um, otherwise, it takes too long to each hole to tee off. So they break it down to maximum groups of four. Um, and I used to just want to golf by myself. I didn't want to deal with people. I just want to listen to my headphones. And now I actually want to get thrown in, especially in Vegas, because that's where the old guys are. And the old wise guys have wisdom and they got sparring. It's the spirit to courts. What, what, what me and the great one in Piggott had down in Louisiana. My God, I haven't had a conversation like that in a long time. So you want to be thrown in with those old farts. 
And already you could you could you could tell like one time I caught up because I was golfing by myself. There's these three old timers, and there was a guy with a Korea vet hat. The guy was 82. He's still out there golfing. He got himself a little Asian wife, God bless him. And uh his wife was gonna go, but this guy was just blasting him, just blasting him down. I'm like, holy shit. And they're like, hey, you want to golf with us? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And what's your name? I'm like, Aaron. And the old man is like, Steve? No, Aaron. Mike? I'm like, and I'm like, oh, oh. And he starts snickering. He thought it was funny. The other guy, you hit puberty yet? It's like, yep. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Dude, give me that shit over the, the dancing whores with their girlfriends who don't want to meet guys but still dress slutty. But then they'll meet guys, but then they won't. And Oh. And they're down there. The old people, they have, they're happy. They're happy. Well, the ones that saved up for retirement to afford to live on a golf course that, that I merely can only rent for like maybe two hours at a shot. And they're all, they're all down there. There was another guy I remember got thrown into a group of old guys. That's all their groups is, is to be thrown in with old guys. That's all there is, is down there is old guys. And uh, one guy was a little bit more hippy-dippy smoking pot because he can. He's having a good old time. I I don't agree with smoking pot, but I'm not going to judge or anything like that. That guy had more wisdom and enjoying life and perspective on life than, you know, Bipsy with her fake tits. Dancing with my girlfriends. And so if you could jump, that's what I'm saying. The best advice I could get, dude, decades, decades. I got a buddy. um, He's got two kids. I call them Stash and Bosch. Great kids. Good wrestling kids, too. Guy's a great guy, heart of gold, uh, gone through hell, overcame it, and thus became a uh, a true man, I would say. A man you could really associate and um, talk with. And uh, he wanted to hit me up for some advice. And he's like, well, and I guarantee it's going to be along the lines of financial. And, that, and I got to point out to him, like, well, look, you had kids. You know, that's going to take some time. Those don't just, that's not amortized over three years. It's a 20-year investment. That's what's going to, you know, so there's. There's that. But if you could skip kids and you don't take on debt and you don't go where 20 something and 30 something, it is 20 somethings will spend it on dumbass booze partying. And, and no, whoa, the old captain went to plenty of parties in his 20s and captain drank plenty of booze at nightclubs and all that. Although I, I pretty much did switch to the jazz club and dancing a little bit more structured in my younger 20s. Rarely went to the industrial nightclubs anymore. <clears throat> Never, God, I barely go out anymore now. Um, 30s, then you're more like, let's go to overpriced bars and overpriced restaurants for okay food uh, because you're, you're probably too busy working and you don't have time. And I, I can see the, the, the efficiency of that. Um, but then you're, you're, then you're starting to buy, then you got a budget, then banks will lend you money. And so you're going to, then you're going to do high school, right? All that shit that you wanted in high, then you're going to get that lease beamer. Then you're going to get the fancy clothes. Then you're going to be a dude, bro, salesman with hexagonal glasses and a loud shirt. Remember the loud shirts in the odds? They had loud shirts in the odds. Maybe not. Maybe you guys are watching Adventure Time back then. I don't know. Uh, 40s, that's, that's when life comes in and beats your ass. That's when you file for bankruptcy. That's when there's no more government bailouts. There's no more mommy and dad. Mom and dad might be dead. Mom and dad might not have money because they're boomer fucks that didn't save any. 
There's no one's coming to save you. And you're like, oh, shit. And that's what that's the last you hear of those people. That's the last you hear of those people. Now, if you can be smart. 20 something and instead of spending money on the booze and the I'm not saying don't go, but take some of that money, throw it into an IRA, throw it into a 401k if your company's going to match. Let that grow. And if you don't have kids, and even if you do have kids, you say, you know what? We're not going to be here in Minnesota or New Jersey or Ohio. We're not going to be in Vermont or Minnesota or Wisconsin or Illinois. We're going down south where it's fucking warm, motherfucker. And there's no state income taxes. And then you buy a piece of property. You raise your kids. Kids go off to school. Maybe you raise them at home. Who knows? You might even have a nuclear family and the wife might be around to raise your kid. You never know. Crazy things can happen in the land of the free and home of the brave. And then all of a sudden you got a house paid off. You're already in the South. You don't have to move. Kids are out of the house. You sell your house. You scale down. get a huge boost to your retirement uh, funds with the residual money. You let that earn 7 to 8% in the average returning mutual fund, and then you're that old wise fart getting himself some coffee with the guys and not having to work at 58, 59. You're the guy there who's, who's th- the increase in his retirement accounts exceeds what he withdraws from it at 61, 62. And then you're the 81-year-old vet golfing with your pretty good shape wife for her also being in her 70s, giving some rookie kid from Minnesota guff about whether he hit puberty or not. He pulled the T.J. Martinell joke on me. He pulled the T.J. Martinell. I'm the one that gets to pick on T.J. Martinell about puberty. They don't get to pick on me about puberty. I'll tell you another thing about these. They like it when a younger guy comes around. That changes the dynamic. They need someone to pick on. Yeah, like on uh, on uh, what's it called? The Masculine Geek. By the way, if you would uh, go to the Masculine Geek on YouTube and subscribe to them, they're a couple hundred shy of getting two thousand. At which place the point they can monetize. Um, but there's a perfect example. You got the two old farts, Vince and Rob. And you got the rookie idealistic kid. We're like, let's just beat this shit. Well, they're pretty nice to him. Rob beats the crap out of him. Rob beats him up a little bit. Vince is too nice. Rob's Rob's a pissed off, angry, short guy like me. Just a little bit older. So that's what I'm saying, guys. If you kind of look at what the old people have been doing. I mean, come on. Look, we got a fair amount of listeners and Cappy Capites out in the the New York, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and other shitholes of America. What do all the old guys do? What do all the rich, successful New Yorkers do? They go down to Florida. They go down to North Carolina. They go down to Tennessee. I know you're all afraid of what's west of the Mississippi, which is the Plain States. There's no, Probably it's the nothingness is what you're afraid of west. I can understand that. There's nothing immediately west of the Mississippi. So I know all you East Coasters, you're like, the only thing that exists is like the Atlantic coast and maybe 200 miles inland from that. Otherwise, there are be monsters out there. You're afraid the uh, the Indians, the American Indians are going to get you. Don't worry. Daniel Boone's made it safe for you all. Um, and you all go straight south. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But they all go to Florida. They all go to Florida. They all pick up golf. You know why they pick up golf? Because it's a very relaxing sport. That's not a sport. Okay, even I, that's not a sport. It's a very relaxing game. Very relaxing. Very meditative. 
You don't need to go to yoga. It's very meditative. And if you just do that, you just follow. Follow. What are the old people? What are the people with four to five decades more wisdom and experience than me doing? Huh. I wonder if, if I understand why they're doing that and make the same decisions they do, will I too be decades ahead? And the answer is yes. Yes, you will be. You'll be the one getting picked on with puberty jokes when you finally catch up with the old people on the golf course. You'll be the one that they, they'll, they'll be busting your chops about your name and, and did you graduate from the eighth grade yet over at the coffee store? And then you're there. You've reached the – and that's it. That's it. That's it. You've won. Don't think there's anything more to it. Because even these guys, that's what the old men are doing. Like, what is the meaning of life? You, oh, you think that's just a funny question. Well, it is a funny question if you're partying. On the dance floor with my girlfriend. But if it's staring down you in the face, like 90% of your friends died because of old age, you might want to contemplate that one. And then they got their kids. They got their grandkids. They have perspective. <clears throat> And then they go there, and then they know they're not alone. They know that. That was the one thing. Well, not not the one thing. There are many things I liked about hanging out with the great one in, uh, in uh, not Martinell, Piggott. It's just a breath of fresh air to have a conversation with a group of intelligent guys. It wasn't even necessarily philosophical or intelligent. It was just a lot of it. Half of it was, was this display of mockery, ridicule, and insult. It was it was the busting of the balls. It's it's how sharp. Imagine having like the the foil fights, the saber fights. Those very not not a broadsword fight, but the very precise. The French guys with on guard, and they had the, the protection on your hands, and they wore poofy, funny hats with uh, with feathers coming up. You have insulted my father. Prepare to die. <sighs> and it was it was that laser-like precision of sparring with one another of the ball busting. That's really what it was. It was like, okay, let's fucker pig. <laughs> he got me good. He... Hey, you know, Aaron, you look good for your age. You look good for your age. Oh, really? What are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You look like you're 36. Really? Nah, you look like 44, mate. You old as fuck. <laughs> like, fuck you. I got him good, too. So uh, we're at the first bar, bar. They don't, they don't finish the R's. There's no R's, which is why Melbourne is Melbourne. They don't pronounce the R's. You know, going to the bar. Bathroom? Barista? Gay bathhouse? What do you mean bar? Finish it off. Bar, bar, mate. Going to the bar. The bar? Yeah, the bar. Like these Minnesotans, they, they, they do not distinguish between Dawn, a female name, and Don. It's always, I'm going out with Don. Aren't you a guy? Yeah, my girlfriend's name is Don. You mean Dawn? Yeah, Don. Say Dawn. Don. Say Don. Don. Oh, fuck it. And Piggott, you know, we're at the bar. And uh, we're doing the math because the townie's in Homa. Uh, things closed down. It's only a town of like 80, 90,000 people. So they closed down. And um, we're looking at the time and like, oh, we really want cigars. And there's only one place that's got cigars that late. <clears throat> it wasn't even that late. It was getting on seven. And it was like 6.30. And I'm like, you know, we're not going to, you guys ate food. We got drinks. We're not going to get there in time. I'm like, and he's like, hey, 
mate, why don't you go ahead and take the cars and then uh, drive down there and get uh, get us some cigars? I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. So he proceeds to give me a, a chain of keys that weighed about 25 pounds. And I don't know if he carries these keys with him all over the world, technically. I would think like, well, if you don't need your Holland keys, you could leave those back in Holland. You don't need Australian keys. You could leave those in Australia because whether you knew it or not, you don't take the locks with you. Uh, so there's no need to carry a thousand keys and 80 pounds of metal. So uh, I go find the one that starts the car, go get cigars, come back. And I come back and um, they've been watching the sports ball. I'm like, guys, did you hear? And the guys watching the news like, no, nah, no, nah, what is it, mate? I said, uh, financial markets overseas because it was late. I'm like, financial markets and Asian markets are in turmoil. Steel prices have shot up for some reason. I'm like, really? What? What? What's going on? I'm like, dude, no, it's it's like chaos. Like markets are down thirty percent, and they're all talking about steel. What drove this price of steel up? And I pull out his keys, like, because apparently there's a shortage because all the fucking steel in the world had to go and make these fucking keys. <laughs> <laughs> Dingle slap. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> and the great one was nice. He was the nice guy. He just sat there. He was very polite and civil. And he gets some zingers in there. But yeah, that's a, that's what it is. That's the meaning of life. Is to get other guys. That's what it is. Is to bust each other's balls. You think it's to get laid and you get that and you're like, oh, wow. Sad truth about women. Sad truth about women. They can ruin sex for you. Most of them will. You think, you'd think it, it but after a while, they all say your testosterone goes down because of age. No, I'm more and more convinced women just plain beat it out of you. <laughs> Where it becomes such a such a cost, such a chore. You just, you just can't have sex. <laughs> Always gonna be a price. Always got to be and a price that is so tolling and exacting that it's not worth it. The guy like, fuck it, done, bye. Testosterone tanks. Because any old man, I guarantee you get a nice, cute little gal. Any old man, he'd be like, yeah, okay, let's go. They may not be as excited or giddy about it as they were when they were 18 or 19, but they'll, they'll still go. But, it, you know, these guys, they look, I guarantee you, hey, ladies, hey, ladies. Beastie boys. Um, they look more forward to having coffee with the guys than banging you. Yes, that's that's the truth. They look more forward to smoking pot with the buddy Steve over on the golf course than they do banging you. All these drug commercials for baby boomers where it's the svelte wife running around and they got white sheets in the wind on beaches and all that other crap that that is that is like one percent of the population i know very few baby boomers where you know the wife is still beautiful maybe not hot because you know age destroys everything but they're beautiful enough the guy's in love with it, he might still be banging her but the rest of the guy guarantee you <laughs> what do you think it makes sense and you see it now you see the way like when you're a young kid you're watching these old guys why are they why are they cutting wife jokes who's that why is al bundy then you then you get it you're like oh that's what it is they're all like that no wonder guys want to go fishing they don't care if they catch anything no wonder they want to hunt and they don't care if they if they kill it no wonder they go and play a poker game and don't care if they win anything 
It's to get that interaction with the guys. It's to get that sparring. It's to get the insults. Because that's more mentally stimulating than even having sex with your wife. <laughs> and then you guys, see, it all you chase after girls and you want to have sex. Okay. Then you get your wife like, oh, this is it. And then uh, even Roll talks about it where you have the sexless marriages where I think it's like sex once a month. Where you're like trying to get your wife to, to have sex more with you, trying to rekindle and spice up the nope. And then you realize probably around, assuming you stayed married, probably around your 50s, you're like, no, <laughs> no. Dear, should you hit the trail? Should we go running? Should we join a gym? You're like, no, no. I, you know what? I'll jerk off while you're <laughs> while you're out with the girls. I'm going to go jerk off the porn. I'm going to go play play golf with the guys. You see it. And so if you can go through that wormhole, and pass the time. Get get to that point where you got the money, the wisdom, the the serenity, the knowledge. I mean, even if you don't, even if you necessarily haven't walked through the path that these guys have, if you hang out with them enough, you can at least academically get that wisdom and knowledge. You still have to go through the path, I think, uh, to truly appreciate it. But but it gives you such context. It, it makes you understand. And then when you're when you're 38. Now you're making decisions. Like, think about TJ Martinell. Think about how far ahead TJ Martinell is right now. I hate to pay that little kid a compliment. Home, he's 31, if that homeowner in shape, hiking, working remotely. All right, maybe he's not making a billion dollars, but he is the most successful millennial I know in terms of overall success, not just money, because journalists don't make that much money. But he's out hiking, he knew to get out of the city. I got out of the city about the same time. I, I think I was 30, 31 when I got out of the city. Maybe I was 29. I was his age. I said, I'm out of the city. Goodbye. You know, then I moved to the Burbs. And then the Burbs started to become gentrified. Gentrified means communist leftist white people who never worked for a living decide they know how to manage your society and think they have a right to manage your society. That's what gentrified means. Nobody, that's like the Borg. That's the poor. That's where we all, that's where the real diversity comes in, where we all actually hold hands and sing kumbaya and we kick the fucking liberal white people tyrants out of it. That's where the black guy, that's where the Hispanic guy, that's where the quadriplegic, pansexual, whatever. We all hold hands, unless you're quadriplegic, then you have no hands. Uh, we all combine forces and we kick the communist, leftist, socialist, white, prissy, privileged white people who think they know better and have a right to lead us and tell us how to run our – that started happening to the WBL. A prissy – well, actually, she wasn't white. She was half black, half white. She knew better. I I want affordable housing. I think we got us like, bitch, you ain't even owned a house. You ain't even supported yourself. You're 24. I wonder what the Clary test is on you. <clears throat> so that's it. Um, are there super chats? I'm sorry if there's any super chats here, guys. I wasn't paying attention. Rambling. Am I still going? I don't see anything on the super chats. Not the super. Oh, here we go. All right. There we are. Just updated. Sorry, guys. I got to do this on my own. There's Atham. Loyal Atham. Clary equals Chaparito Viejo. God damn. Damn it, Atham. Now I got to look up. What is V-A-hole? used to know what that was. Chaparino means man of small stature. 
Viejo, viejo in English. Viejo is old. Oh, fuck you. Old Chaparito. You know what? You know, you what? You, you're like three or four years behind me. What do you mean, me be old? Yeah, and what's, hang on, hang on. Yeah, all right, all right. You want to play, you want to play hardball? All right. Life expectancy, Latinos versus whites. Yeah, let's, let's play hardball here. Oh, shit. Latinos got higher expect. Hispanics live longer than whites and blacks. Fuck, damn it, Anthem, you beat me again. Never mind. I didn't know this. How do Hispanics Hispanics have longer life expectancy than whites and blacks? Really? Hispanics in the U.S. live at least three years longer than black and white Americans, according to new data from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. Life expectancy for someone born in 2014 was 81.8 years for Hispanics compared to 78.8 years for whites and 75.2 years for blacks. Holy shit, really? Data reflect what's been the Hispanic mortality paradox as Elizabeth Arias, PhD, author of the report released this week, and a demographer of the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics. On average, Hispanics are low income and have poverty rates similar to blacks, making it surprising they have lower mortality and then in turn higher life expectancy than the majority of the population. You think it's family? I've always known that about Hispanics. They're kind of very focused on family. Not marriage, but family. Like Vin Diesel, for family, for the last time, but no more, but only one more time, once again, but never again, for family. That's every fucking Fast and Furious thing until the guy died. Life for Hispanics has been on a steady climb since at least 2006, when it was 80.3 years, according to CDC. New Hispanic women seem to have a leg up on longevity. Yeah, because you fucking sucked the lifeblood out of us. Hispanic women. That's any woman. Any woman. Yep, yep, yep. That's what guys are also. Those old wise guys, they're extending their life. Well, I don't want to fuck you anymore, so I'm not. See ya, bye. I say, well, too late to get divorced. <laughs> Is it, I love a, uh, I wonder why women live longer than men. <laughs> All these fucking scientists, even real scientists like biologists, neurologists, you know, people in the health and nutrition world. And then the socials are, I wonder why women live longer than men. Oh, gee, I wonder. One of those studies that comes out that states the obvious. <laughs> at any point, ladies, at any point, you could close the wage gap by simply shutting the fuck up. You don't even have to do anything. Just, just silence. Just shut up. I got one of the good girls. <clears throat> um, Hispanic women are expected to live 84 years at birth with life expectancy for Hispanic men at 79.2 years. Uh, lower prevalence of heart disease and cancer, uh, almost twice as likely as, as whites to been diagnosed with diabetes. Well, okay, there you go. That's you guys eat shit food. I, I understand that. As for why Hispanics are living longer, one reason might be that they are less likely to smoke. Oh, it has been hard for researchers to pin down whether nutrition or close family ties also help Hispanics live longer. Okay, old cat meister ain't too far off in the ballpark here. Uh, <clears throat> PhD Mark Hayward suspects the longer life span could be explained by foreign-born Hispanics who endure hardship to get the United States. Immigrant Hispanics are more physically robust than U.S.-born Hispanics. Well, then wouldn't they live longer than the U.S.-born ones? 
It was hard to get here. Yeah, you had to swim a quarter mile. A physically demanding jobs may the age of him may also play a role. So does the hardship of life give you more resilience to live longer or is the U.S. born ones born? I'm trying to figure out if steady climb. So they don't differentiate. They say Hispanics in general live longer, but then, they, well, but then the hardship and the, 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 but you didn't say which one lives longer or, or uh, that's a papa 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 papa. Well, damn it, Atham, you beat me again. Atham will be at my uh my funeral. El Chaparito Viejo is muy fuerte, and that's the length of my Spanish. All right, what else we got for super chats? Mual two seventy nine. Your book may be going to engineering. Awesome. Thank you, Moo. Glad, glad you went there. Hope you graduate yet. You graduate yet? We gave you an easy path. Keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Keep on going, scrolling. Look for the super chats. Right. Move them up. Hit them out. Move them out. Hit them up. Hit them up. Move them out. Move them out. Hit them up. Bum, 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 bum. Rawhide. Rawhide. Darius Thurman, $2. Tell the story of Jessup. Oh, white trash. There is no, there is no story of Jessup. I, I actually have never known a guy called Jessup. That's just what I use for my catch-all, standard uh, redneck, toothless white trash guy, um, or Wyoming. Uh, he's pretty, he's pretty white trashy though. If we're talking about the stereotype, everybody should go to to Wyoming. Everybody should go just so you could see it, and not not nice Wyoming, not like Sheridan or. Or uh, Jackson. That's not Wyoming. Not Cody. It's tourist Wyoming. I want you to go to Gillette. I want you to go to Rollins. I want you to go to Laramie. Even Cheyenne's too nice. A lot of that's where the capital is, and so that's where what modicum of pretty women are in Wyoming go. And that uh, and because it's kind of you know a little bit high. I wouldn't say higher class, but you know more serious stuff going on in Cheyenne. The men there actually know how to tie their shoes. Instead of the Wyoming three, it's the Wyoming two and a half. Sometimes they get it right in two. Sometimes they get it right in three. Um, but yeah, go go to Wyoming, man. Go to go to Casper. Go to Gillette, and then just look, and you'll be you'll be defeated. Mual for a dollar ninety nine. Message retracted. Thank you for the money anyway. Oh 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 whoa oh, whoa. Oh. Delana das Rossiers. Is uh is this a gal or a guy or French? Is day trading one quarter of my stock for a portfolio too risky? In reality, at some point, fit of the total portfolio because only 30% stuff. Guys, I <laughs> I'll take your money and say I can't answer that. How do I know? Look, financial planning is is not like, oh, here's this one narrow question I have. I need to know what your total assets are, what your total debts are. Um you know, what do you want to do in life? I mean, you know, if if you're 75 and you got health issues and you only have 100000 in stocks, yeah, a quarter is too risky. If you're some dipshit Gen Xer or Gen Zer, rather, you got all the time in the world and one, you know, your, your stock portfolio is $8,000, well, yeah, then it's not too risky because you don't got enough. 
you're you're not look guys i know what you're trying to oh i'll get free asshole consulting for a couple bucks and it's like no not really you're not gonna get any advice that's gonna help <laughs> you gotta pay the price that's all for the super chats for now all right um let's do some sponsors uh academic composition i think school is officially over uh both high school and college but going forward if you are either looking to make a little bit of money at home or you don't want to ever write a worthless paper again go to academiccomposition.com or good friend alex's crack team of writing staff will write your papers for you you're merely outsourcing and that's what smart corporations do they outsource jobs overseas well you should outsource your worthless papers that have nothing to do with your degree to academic composition, right? And then also he's always looking for advertisers, you know, people do marketing for his company and people to do writing. Look out, go to academiccomposition.com. Let me know the captain sent you. Uh, I guess now it's it's over. School's over. No tell prices went up. Oh, you fucking families. Oh, God. Now we're going to go travel. I was looking at Rapid City because I got to get out there sometime this summer. And um, I remember you could get a hotel for 35 bucks and it wouldn't be like a shit hotel. It'd be a perfectly fun hotel. And now your average hotel is like 160 bucks in Rapid City. This damn economy and all you fucking sheep and the traffic. And if I was king, I'd make it that, no, you have to pay cash. You can't borrow your money. You can't take out a home equity loan. You can't use credit card spending. You have to pay cash for your vacations and all you fakers. What's that like having seven years feast, seven years famine? Like seven years feast, like, oh my goodness, party. Yeah, we can afford it. YOLO. And then the the economy crashes, which it will. Oh my God, I didn't save up any money. And my favorite was the GF's company. They would fly everybody to Vegas for the partying. You know, for, oh, we had a great year. Then the recession hit and they're like having church uh, basement coffee with ham sandwiches on a card table. Hey, <laughs> your fucking Christmas. <laughs> What's it like to be normal? Oh God. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, anyway, yeah, so there's a lull. Everybody go to rapid city. Everybody travel. Everybody go play, pay inflated prices. Why am I getting it? There it is. That phone fucking phone does that static um june worthless degree awareness month now that the kids are all graduating you're all gonna celebrate you have suffered prison for 13 years and you have learned nothing you could have learned for free on the internet in four years graduating from high school by the age of the third grade Da, 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 da. And you'll continue going on to high school version 2.0, where you'll continue to take the exact same classes where you will learn nothing. Ba, da, 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 da. Bum, bum, bum. And then you will pay tuition and then you'll get a degree. Maybe take three classes that actually have something to do with your degree. Ba, da, 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 da. Ba, da, 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 da. Bum, bum, bum. 
And then you go on and get yourself a master's degree because your bachelor's degree wasn't a da, 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 da. All right. Enough. Uh, June is worthless degree awareness month. People get pissed off at me saying, you, know, you see, in the middle of the junior year of high school, that's when they go and apply for college. And that's where they decide. So you shouldn't wait until grad. Yes, but it doesn't matter. I'm going for book sales. It's been thoroughly established by the millennials and Gen Zers that they're not going to listen. I did the study, like percentage of worthless degree. It's still around 85%. It hasn't improved. It's improved marginally. So no one's going to listen. So I should like make money, right? And that way we get the books. So I got to think what sells books? Well, the opportunity, the reason most people would buy a book worthless is for a graduation gift. That's like the perfect introduction. That's like for a polite intervention. Hey, I know your parents didn't spank you and you're a limp-wristed millennial Gen Z fuck. Okay, but here's a book that maybe you want to, because I know you're really excited about style. I had, I know someone, distant cousin, going to an overpriced private college uh, and they're going to major in not music therapy. I think they're in choir. You can major in fucking choir. <laughs> For $45,000 a year. Hang on. Wait. Let me look up the tuition. Let me look up the tuition. Conformist fucks. You are not special. You won't change the world, Papa. So this, this young lady. Is going to go to this college for $44,000 a year to major in choir. <laughs> so uh, I've done nothing to stop it. I've tried, but I've done nothing to stop it. No one's not going to listen. So that's why I use graduation as an opportunity. You know, like Christmas time, that's when I plug. My Amazon affiliate link, hey, do all your Christmas shopping. That's when you that's when you do it. And graduation is that point. See, here's <clears throat> here's the real reason you should get worthless. It's not for the kid who ain't gonna listen. It's so that you have a track record. Like, hey, you remember that book I got? Like, like 10 years when they come back, and your brother, because you're getting it for nephews or nieces, your brother, their son, daughter. Your brother comes up to you and starts complaining about their kids moving back at home. And then you you got to know where that book is all the time because the kid ain't going to take it to college. The kid ain't going to read it. So it's still and, – and people are clutter bugs. People like items. They like things. Um, you go remember where that book is. They say, hang on, Mike, assuming your brother's name is Mike. And you, you rustle around. You find – I say, remember when I got your kid this book 10 years ago? See, the real reason you buy that book is for – and I told you so. It's for your defense. So you look, and then that way people look and say, oh, yeah, that guy was right. He was wise. He's the one that played golf and had coffee with the old farts in his late 30s. Ah, maybe I should have listened to him, which will never happen anyway. So dark and dour. That's no one's going to, that's why I'm going to go for a motorcycle ride. So I'm going to go for nice. I'm doing this early. Here's you get more coffee. Um, Some bad stuff, not super bad stuff, but like stuff was like, fuck, you know, like stuff you don't have to worry about. 
I found out my, my high blood pressure came back as well. It may shock many of you. I did not have high blood pressure. I had quite low blood pressure, but now it came back high. Cholesterol's high. And I, they like, were you, are you stressed out? No, I'm not fucking stressed out. Why do you ask such a fucking question? So now Captain has to make life changes because giving up the booze apparently wasn't enough. But I got to relax now. I have to relax more. I have to relax. You know what make me fucking relax is if, like, I got a quarter million dollar super chat donation. Then I'd be really fucking relaxed. Be like, oh, shit. No, I don't have to. Do oh, Cappy be gone then. Cappy. <laughs> Let plop that in the old IRA. <laughs> See ya. No, I'll never leave. I'll never leave. But I, I will have to kind of scale down. Uh, so I'm going to go for a motorcycle ride and enjoy. I'm going to drop south along the river. Um, if you look, Atham, look this up. The, the most beautiful part of the eastern United States is not the Smoky Mountains. It's the Minis Mississippi River Valley from about, I'd say, Red Wing, Minnesota, all the way down to uh, Dubuque, Iowa. That's a nice ride. That's a beautiful ride. <clears throat> and I was thinking it was kind of average until I went out east. I'm like, oh, no wonder you guys make anything a national park. Oh, look, a tree. It's a na tree national park. Oh, did you go to tree national park? They got a tree there. Oh, really? Huh. Been to Montana? Oh, we got an article about Montana. Let's get through it. Anyway, so it's Worthless Degree Awareness Month. Go buy Worthless um, for any loved one. Praxy, I'm on the Praxy app, P-R-A-X-E-Y. If you need to contact me directly on my little old phony phone over there uh, in terms of like, oh, my God, I need Cappy's insight. That's usually what it's been for. Emergency asshole consulting. You get the Praxy app. Search Aaron Clary. You'll follow my profile. I've had issues finding it with my Firefox browser. Uh, other people have not. So I think it's just me and my particular version of Firefox. Um, but for whatever reason, you need to get in contact with me via the phone. It's all over the phone. Contact me there. It's very expensive because I don't like talking to people. I might be running or in the middle of something at that moment in time, but you can call me on the Praxy app. Telegram. I'm getting rid of Telegram. <clears throat> I'm going to delete that. I, I, I told people I was on Telegram, and then I found out it's just a texting app, which I already have a fucking texting app for. It's called texting. Yeah, but you could text group of people like I can on my regular texting app. Asshole Consulting. Go to assholeconsulting.com if you would like me, the old young wise man. You know, like Jesus, he was already talking philosophy with the Pharisees, and he was like 12. I'm almost like that. I'm pretty much like that. I don't really believe it. I'm sorry. I, don't, I believe Jesus existed, but I don't believe he was some, like, wunder kid, 12-year-old, just laying down deep philosophy with the Pharisees back in, you know, like 12 A.D., a lot of, I don't, I don't, I know a lot of stuff I find questionable. A lot of stuff I find questionable. Yeah, he just fed a thousand million people. Oh, we got proof. Like, really? He got proof. Some guy, 200 years after the fact, wrote that he did that. You know, 200 years, somebody could write something about me. And I wonder if that's going to be taken as the word of God. Somebody 200 years from now <clears throat> make up a really catchy story about me being a hippy dippy type of person and how I led people out of some metaphorical slavery you know and then uh call me saint clary uh or cristo clary and then let's see in 2000 years if i got a third of the world's population like drinking wine interpreting my blog posts 
And the great, great Clary Force spoke. Go forth and slay us many big boobed redheaded women's. So that yo thy uh, thou thou so that thou might never mind. All right, we're gonna was gonna go a little bit too dirty here. Thou might do naughty things to the redheaded big breasted ones. Mm. Oh, and check your spam folders. <clears throat> so if you got a question, like I don't know, hey, I got a portfolio question. I mean, if you you know that's gonna be a hundred dollars if you want me to analyze your financial situation, which is still cheap. You got questions. I got answers with my Jesus Christ-like insight and intellect. Was he really smart or was he just all-knowing? Like, did he have the, Did he just like, hey, here's the world's knowledge because I'm God. I'm your father. There you go. You know everything about the universe. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. Or did he have to, like, really say, yeah, what? what is the square root of pi? Oh, I know I got the math here. Okay, no, that's not it. Let me change the lower. Oh, no, that's too high. Okay, go a little bit. Oh, that's too low. Do you have to work for it? Did he have to exercise his brain like everybody else did? Or like, hey, yeah, I know how nuclear physics work. Yeah, I know quantum mechanics, of course. I'm Jesus. Look at me. Yeah, Got it from God. Yeah, just, just downloaded it like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, I know fucking everything. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> That's blasphemy. Blasphemer. Mm. It's like Gossamer, except not as fun. Uh, we already talked about Masculine Geek. Um, going Home to Cherry Valley. You can find this on Lulu. It's by M.L. Lewis, new book. It's a it's a, kind of a MGTOW book. It's a man who leaves home, leaves his wife to start a new uh, life in the town of Cherry Valley. Uh, so take a look at that. It's on Lulu. It should be on Amazon. Let me take a look at this. Oh, you got so many. I wanted to do an original Clary podcast, uninterrupted without hosts, because we got a bunch of articles uh what was that thing going home to cherry valley going home to cherry valley lulu let me read the end description here riley is an all-american kind of guy he played baseball professionally owned a beautiful home and married a gorgeous woman named katie to many their marriage seemed perfect but that was far from the truth katie was very abusive controlling and uh, a wife one day, Riley finally snapped and decided to return to his hometown, Cherry Valley, to begin a fresh new life away from her. His old friends are more than happy to help him get back on his seat by helping him any way they can. As Riley finally starts to relax into his new life, Katie returns asking to fix their marriage. This sounds like male, uh, uh, how romance porn? Um, that's really what it sounds like. A man's book would be more Frank Survey. And then he got ripped with his buddies and banged his, his former babysitter who was still reasonably hot. <laughs> There's one I'll never get off my list. Banging your babysitter. That's one. That, that's a that's a deep down inside every guy's dream. You know, there's the nurse. There's uh, getting with your hot teacher, even though it'd be after high school. What else? Sure, the French maid girls can dress up in that stuff. Uh, banging your principal, like a hot principal, not necessarily your principal, but banging a hot principal. <clears throat> Sticking it back to the system. What else? Uh, I'm trying to think something that beats your baby, sir. Like, you know, she was only four or five years older than you at the age of 13. Now that you're 24 and she's 29, like, how you doing? 
But this presumes you got a hot babysitter and she stayed hot. But that'd be that'd be that's one right now. Hang on, let's go to the chat room. I just I gotta see the response. <laughs> oh, where do we go? Uh on a scale of one to ten, okay. One being like, yeah, that'll be all right. Ten, like, oh fuck yes. Uh, how many of you want to bang your a hot babysitter of yours? I'm gonna wait here. Check through the super chats. Make sure Darius ten dollars. All right. I'll answer Darius's super chat while you guys type in. Darius says, what did the IRS... Oh, oh, all right. See, you guys want me to get banned right away. We got a racial joke. Hang on. Okay, I can't read the first one, Darius. <laughs> Even though it's funny. All right, this is funny because it's... They took her jobs. What did he, okay, what did the Irishman say to the Russian, pass the vodka? What did he say to the German, pass the beer? What did he say to the Mexican? He took my gerb. He took her gerb. He took her gerbs. <clears throat> 10. Jordan asked, who the fuck has a babysitter when they're 13? No, I'm saying the babysitter was 13. You were probably nine or eight, some dumbass jamoke running around. Yeah, everybody wants to, Yeah, How many people? 68 people watching, 20 likes. Guys, 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 you're logged in. Like the damn thing. Like the video, it helps. All right. Uh, so, yeah, there's Cherry Valley. You could go read that. I don't know if that would sell. It's worth a shot. Roosh wrote his book, Lady. He took a he took a gamble. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed people take a gamble. If Cherry Valley is like the male Harlequin romance or maybe lack of revenge. Take a look at that. Going home to Cherry Valley on Lulu. Cafe Ricize. I know it's not pronounced that way, Luis. I don't know how to pronounce it. I know you spelled it phonetically for me. I don't, I'm calling it Cafe Ricize. Cafe Rich Essay. E-S-S-E. Cafe Rich Essay.com. I'm, you know what? I'm going to get his coffee right now. It is good coffee. We tried the second bag. It's way better than the first one we had. The first, the first one was all right. It was just coffee. But the second one we got is good. I'm going to get more coffee. Maybe Let's get this shit done here. Oh, oh we got to do more. Did I pause this? No, we're going to go. All right, here we are. Uh, so Cafe Ricchise, and your coffee makes you poop mug. Good coffee mug. Big coffee mug. That is good. Uh, RDK Legal. 
Go to RDK Legal. Now, here's the thing. Russell, uh, this is for divorce. If you're in Illinois or Florida, Russell can help you. He's licensed there. That's if you're looking at divorce. What I'm thinking is a boom industry for any divorce lawyer is to do pre-marriage counseling specifically for men to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I think if he got ahead of that curve and prevented men from getting married, that'd be, he'd make a lot of money or at least do a risk assessment of the prospects of you getting married or <clears throat> certainly preventative measures you could take like, uh, what do you call them? The prenuptial agreement, moving your assets, uh, getting trusts. I mean, you could, you can leave nothing on the table. I know somebody, although she's female, she maneuvered all of her assets uh, in fear of the exact same thing. So she just happens to have a vagina. <clears throat> so go to rdklegal.com or Russell and his buddy will take care of you. Financial Longevity, your guide to securing your family's financial future, written by Dantarius Owens. Uh, that is the only book written by the only millennial to get out of student debt within a year. Because he worked hard and he saved his money, which I know is not possible for most millennials, but he is a Superman millennial. Like Superman back in the day, like he had lasers coming out of his eyes and he had super strength. He could fly faster than the speed bullet, leap tall buildings in a single bound. A Superman by millennial standards is one who pays back his debts. That's it. That's and we got articles about millennials today, too. Uh, VivaLamanosphere.com. Check out that site. It's the Drudge Report of the man, uh, Red Pill Manosphere, or whatever you want to call it. TheMensAdvocate.net. Check that out. Uh, check that out. Especially if you happen to be in Kentucky. You seem to have a, a thing down there. We've already talked about academic composition. By the way, uh, thanks, Darius, for the donation. Um, that will go for... Uh, gas money for my motorcycle ride today. I will always tell you what I do with the money. Usually it's to go golfing. Uh, sometimes it's to actually pay bills, depending on how much we get. But usually it's it's like my fun money. When you guys donate to the super chats and the blood checkles, that usually just goes to fun. So today all the all the money will go to motorcycle gas, and then I might get a sandwich. Uh, there's I'm going south along the Mississippi. Beautiful, by the way, in towns like Red Wing, Lake City, um, Winona, Wabasha. Wisconsin's got towns on the other side of the river, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut inland into Minnesota, and there's like, if you look at it, all the rivers start to drain into the Mississippi, so you got a lot of little curvy canyons and roads and creeks that all dump out in the Mississippi. And I haven't really thoroughly explored that area, so I'm going to go down there and bum around and kind of come back. And then... uh Per my health, I'm just going to sit and play video games. I'm not running. I'm not hiking. I'm not stressed. I'm just going to go for a nice, quiet ride. Just enjoy. Just relax. I'm going to come back and I'll play video games with the air conditioning on because it's super hot. Uh, so, yeah, financial longevity, securing your life, uh, your family's financial future. Get that. If you happen to be a millennial, want to get out of debt, man, blah, 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 blah. Talked about academic composition. MN Goldbuyer, Minnesota Goldbuyer, mngoldbuyer.com. Go there to get your uh, precious metals. And if you'd like to advertise on the show, you can. It's $100 a month, but that also gets you a video. Which, of yes, Dan, I know I know the people I have to do Cappy the Whore for. 
videos. I have a list of them. Um, I've just been too busy with all this other shit. And yes, I am going to go for a motorcycle ride and not work uh, because I need that. Cappy's going to die soon. Basically, if I don't calm down, I'm going to get a stroke or a heart attack and you're not going to get any more cap. Do you want 30 years more of Cappy or like 10? Uh, so if you like to advertise on the show, it's $100 a month. And that gets plugs, links, and all that other jazz. All right. Let's see if there's more super chats here. I'm doing pretty good without Chad Elkins shaking his little tushy here. Uh, Erica, oh, Erica's classy climb. Look her up, Erica Williams. Here to surviving the YouTube. Here's to surviving the YouTube purge. Yeah, that's going on, isn't it? The day is coming. Don't, don't worry. The day is coming. I know it's all the top news in the rage, but I, I really don't care about things I don't control. But um, the day is coming that all that's going to be let, and, and hear my logic on this because I'm completely right. The only thing allowed on YouTube will be the most G-rated, boring, milky toast, tapioca pudding bullshit. You won't be able, and instead of just doing like a rating system, like this is rated R, this is rated X, even if it's rated X because of political stuff you disagree with, uh, YouTube is going to increasingly become more tyrannical, more dictatorial, and um, barnacle-like in its constant growth and permeating every like, we can't do it to the point, th only the cleanest, most boring and dull and not funny stuff will be on YouTube. It'll be like NPR. It'll just be. And uh, the reason it's going to go that, regardless of your politics, it's it's not, it's it's good, left. There's just going to be nothing interesting left on YouTube. And here's the reason why. It's the same reason that leftists can't stop making laws. I've talked about this before. There is an ideal, there is an optimal level of law to have at the state, federal, and local level. If you don't have enough laws, too many crimes, and it's not fair anymore. If you have too many laws, it becomes restrictive. And a perfect example of that is Tacoma, where for the first time, like, oh, we don't have bags. You have to buy them. Like, well, fuck you. I'm carrying them out of my arms then. <clears throat> You're banning bags. The Twin Cities, Minneapolis, had we talked about this a genuine pussy. I mean, a soy boy, a leftist, because he, we've, we've gone past the level of optimal laws. So to look like they're doing some leftists have to come up with some in the city planner or whatever this guy's title was. He came up with the idea of let's ban drive throughs because it'll stop global warming. I don't know if you know anything about Minnesota. It gets a little cold and drive throughs are kind of nice. So you don't have to like walk out on the icy road to get to the store. You could just drive up especially if you're handicapped. And so it's the same mentality that infests YouTube. YouTube is filled with these social justice warriors. They are never going to stop because that's what gives them value in life. They don't care about society or what's optimal. They don't even really care about the long-term success of YouTube, like you've all been trained in. Remember, guys, when you were in school, was it good enough to become an accountant? Was it good enough to become a chemical engineer? No, you had to be a chemical engineer. Plus, you had to be for the environment. You had to be a civil engineer. Plus, you had to be for women's rights. It was always profession plus politics. 
And instead of just being a good platform for videos that was open to everybody, no, we got to be a platform for videos. Plus, we have to stop fighting and bring down the page or whatever, whatever political thing. And even, and this is why leftists will always, this is why you had the Soviet purges. This is why leftists always turn on themselves. Because instead of stopping, say, okay, we've established this now. Okay, we've won World War II. We can go home. The, the revolution is constant. And so they'll start turning on themselves because, well, what? Now go work in the fields or the coal mines or do something hard? No, I have to crusade against the Trotskyites because they're not Leninites. We have to go against the Missouri Synod because they're not the Wisconsin Synod. Anything to avoid a real job. And so instead of like just saying, all right, we're done enough now. Now we lay off our, our censorship department. We're going to go more granular. We're going to find new sins. We're going to create new words that now have racial tones or just determined to be four-letter words. And soon nobody will be allowed on YouTube. Or it'll be so boring and so lacking. And so that's what's going to happen. And I will be going to D-Link, I think. I, people were talking about BitChute. Well, you can't live stream. People were talking about Twitch. And you can live stream, but you got to do OBS, which I used to know how to do. But then I downloaded the updated version, and it's all fucked to hell. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Um, and I'm going to uh, probably go D-Link. I'm going to have a – that's what Forney recommends. PewDiePie went there, and I guess they pay more than YouTube. Um, but the, the day is coming. And, you know, this is always about you know having having an extra battleship or two ready in the waiting, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. Is I'll be going on D Link, and we're going to run them concurrently, so everyone gets used to. Oh, he's over on D. Maybe I'll only do special shows over there. Um, yeah, we'll do that. And, and don't worry, none of you are going to survive the YouTube. Per it's not going to happen. You still might have a YouTube channel, but this demon and the demonetize and the monetization thing, dude. And, uh, not Amazon. <clears throat> YouTube was going to take that away anyway. They're a monopoly. They don't have to like you know adhere. One thing I'll grant Amazon some honor about is they allow you to keep seventy percent of your profits, and they always have. They haven't fucked with that system. I know you guys have your questions or your qualms about uh, Amazon. I I I have some qualms too. But I also have some respect for them in that they've maintained that bargain. They've maintained that accord. YouTube is great at coming up with great ways to make money and then slowly eroding those ways away to the point where like, fuck it, I don't want to monetize it anymore. <clears throat> Atham for $5. Which one would sell better, a pill that increases IQ by 15% or a pill that increases COK, oh, cock length? Oh, that's right. You got to spell it differently because once again, here's a perfect example. If you use any curse words, in super chats, it won't go through. <laughs> Do you see what tyrants YouTube censors are? We can't just, this is a rated R show. We can't use the word cock in the chat room. We got to spell it differently. Or a pill that increases your cock length by 1.5 inches, deciding on what to focus on after school. Cock length. Ab what? What? Come on, Atham. You know better. What do you, what do you think the sheep want? They want intelligence or dick? They want a bigger dick. Do people want a car that's more fuel efficient or do they want a faster car that will fool them into thinking they'll get chicks? Oh, 
Hello, Darius Thurman for $2 says favorite video games and consoles. Uh, <clears throat> favorite all time video game is kind of an obscure game called armed and dangerous. It was for the Xbox and PlayStation two generation. I believe it is a first person shooter. It's creative. It is the funniest video game I've ever played. Um, also highly ranked would be red dead redemption. The first one, I am not a big fan of red dead redemption Two. They over-engineered it. Now you got to do chores. Boy, I really wanted to play a game where I could bail. Hey, that's what I said. By God, hey, Rockstar Games, could you make me a game where I can bail? Hey, fuck. Um, Medal of Honor, not Frontline. Was it Frontline? The one where you release Arnhem. There's Merker Salt Mine. Uh, it has a great. Um, musical score. That's why I like it. I really like the Nintendo Switch. I really like Breath of the Wild. It's the only game I've played for the Nintendo Switch. And I think if I had to say my favorite console would probably be the Nintendo Switch because it's so versatile and it play, it's it's easy. It's easy. I think it's it's great. Uh, even though I haven't played that many video games, but in terms of usability, and here's an idea: Xbox and PlayStation. So I buy the cartridge, I plug it in, and the game works. There's none of this 13 hours of download bullshit. So <clears throat> that's uh, another thing. Uh, what else? I'm trying to like adjust for time as well. Uh, uh, Pitfall 2 was a great game for Atari. Uh, Jungle Hunt, again, adjusting for technology, was a great game for Atari. I'm trying to think what I really enjoyed. Um, oh, there was one I really liked. What was it? I was talking to Piggott about this. What are your favorite games there, mate? I'm like, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, is that on PC? No, it's not. Oh, what about this one? No, it's not on PC. Oh, well, is any of them on PC? No, <clears throat> no, the really good games are not on PC. Uh, Dragon Warrior, that series for RPGs is pretty good. Final Fantasy was pretty good uh, for its time. Uh, but now it's so repetitive. And then it got really weird. Final Fantasy VII was probably the last really good Final Fantasy game. And it was unique. And then it was over. And now it's up to Final Fantasy 2300 and a half. And I can't tell who's a guy and a girl. It just looks weird. Solo TV 84 for $5. What are your thoughts on Roosh going trad again? AKA God Pill. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I, I don't know if you've heard... Uh, me speculate about it before in other podcasts, but uh, I'm trying to figure. I, I one, I believe 100% he's legit. Roosh is not a hypocrite. Um, so he's come to this conclusion, I believe, on his own. I think he's authentic. I also do wonder, though, if he's also rebranding because you got it. He truth transcends politics and movements. Um, I guess it's more your philosophy that guides you on what you're going to focus on. For a while, Ruth pursued the truth of how to get laid and how to get women. Biology, uh, biophysiology, uh, <clears throat> genetics. Now maybe it's more like, okay, what happens in the afterlife? That happens commonly. Young men want to get tail. And then as they get older, like, oh, I'm going to die. And they switch to religion. Plus their women get fat and ugly. <laughs> they just want to golf and have coffee with the guys. So I uh, believe it's 100% sincere. If any of you doubt Rouge or you think it's a game, read A Dead Bat in Paraguay. 
I question how he derived coming to this, uh, but I not for a second doubt he's sincere. I think he is sincere. And I think he's going to be let down because I don't think the numbers are there for every guy to get a traditional wife. I've, I've talked about that before. You'd be going traditional for religious purposes, which is good. That's fine. You know, for the afterlife, everybody should contemplate that. So there's a reason for that. But if you're talking about in relation to women and the dynamics of, of courtship and traditional marriage and all that, that's gone. That ship has sailed. That's not going to return until the government is uh, no longer the surrogate husband uh, for the lion's share of women today. Murray Saucedo, what are some of your favorite Switch games? The only one I've played is uh, <clears throat> Call of the Wild. That's the only one. Uh, Seth Court uh, for Ya yeah, Boy Z for $1.99. Seth's, Seth Himes course legit, Aaron. Hate working at a bank. Yes, it is legit. Don't know if you're going to like digital marketing, but uh, indemandcareer.com. Seth Himes is also 100% legit. Um, surprise, surprise. People that show their face are legit. Who knew? Um, yeah. And for any of you who don't want to go to college, if we have any younger listeners, you're graduating from high school. From high school, not graduating high school. You're graduating from high school. Um, that's something you might want to consider. You know, you don't have to go $200,000 into debt. Maybe just go work digital marketing. Take this course, a couple hundred bucks, <clears throat> and then start working. Murray Cecito, again, on a scale of 1 to 10. Caden Cross. Who's Caden Cross? Let's look her up. Caden Cross. Caden Cross. American porn. What's with the porn requests? All these porn crap. Caden Cross. All right, let's look up images. Yeah, she's. Uh, I look at like I'm probably looking at the done up folders. Then I then I scroll. I'm kind of like, uh. Um. Yeah, she's cute. Certainly one of the better looking ones I've seen as of recent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I not like that weirdo that had the that huge ass. I was just weird. Yeah, wood bang. I eight and a half, eight point seven five, just shy of a nine. I have no other opinion than that, but um, yeah, I wouldn't kick her out. Uh, yeah, boy Z, thanks for all you do, Aaron. I love your content. Thanks, man. Hope it helps out. Hope. Hope we're saving lives or at least saving time. I guess we're not saving lives. No one's there with a gun in their mouth. I don't think I've done the Rolo. I've rarely had anyone say, I was thinking about committing suicide. And then you say your book saved my life. That's purely Rolo's domain. Mine's like, yeah, I was going to major in this shit. No, I'm not. Like, awesome. Darius Thurman, $2. PlayStation 2, Resident Evil 4, Gun. Gun was a good game. Gun was a good game. I remember playing that and then Call of Duty. And then... Um, there was another one called the Call of Juarez, and then there was that was good, and then the Call of Juarez too was shit. Um, there's other games. You know what? Hang on, let me look. I have them. I should just look at my collection. <clears throat> Robotech, BattleTech, and Robotech Invasion. Good games. Shot. 
Okay, just remember, it was Battlefield Bad Company. That's also one of my favorite games. That is probably tied for second. Um, that is a great, dumb, happy game. And then the Bioshock 1 and 2, those were good games too. I was not that excited about Bioshock 3, which was Bioshock Infinite, I think it was called. It was a very well-developed game. I just, I think just because maybe I'm getting older, the the complexity of games. I looked at Twitch last night because, you know, we got to get a backup for YouTube. And I'm looking at these games. I'm like, holy complexity, Batman! Um, you know, I like video games as next as the next as next as much as the next guy. But the learning curve on some of those games, the instruction manual's got to be that thick. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna. Maybe I'll just go for a ride. Uh, Murray Sacito, some good grubs joints in Rapid City. Not a lot. Not a lot. You don't go to Rapid City to get food. Um. Out west, there's quota chain. I think there's only four of them. It's called, uh, oh, what the hell is it? It's a kind of a weird-looking pedophile-looking guy. I think there's one in Rapid City, too. Or um, Spearfish. Hang on. Let me look. Uh, restaurants. Spearfish, South Dakota. Give me a second. I'm, I know where it is. I just got to look it up. Floyd's. It's Black Hills oven there. Oh, it's near there. Okay, it's near there. <clears throat> Green bean. No, that's not it. No, where'd it go? Is it up here? Sanford's? Is that it? There's one in, in Casper. I think it's Sanford's. Sanford's Restaurant. Hang on. Sorry, guys. Let me... I don't know why I'm recommending a, one that's all right. Sanford's Grub and Pub. Yeah, there it is. It's Sanford's. Sanford's. <sighs> Rapid City. They may have changed. Yeah, Sanford's Grub and Pub. There's also uh, the Firehouse. They took an old fire department building and they turned it into a just your basic bar with, with American Eats. Yeah. <sighs> But there's not that much. There really isn't that much. I don't. I don't go to Rapid City because of. Uh, am I out of focus? Come on, let's go here, camera. There we go. I don't go to Rapid City for the food. Uh, I I don't even go to Rapid City necessarily for Rapid City. It just happens to be the city in the mountainous area I like. Um, there's kind of an old school downtown area to it, <clears throat> and the Millstone is all right for breakfast. That's going to be on the west side of the city. There's a good sandwich shop over on the southwest side. Hang on. Uh, sandwiches. I mean, if you're going, you know, you go to Rapid City to get food. Paulie's, Paulie's Pizzeria and Sub Company. That's good. Uh, but there just isn't like, oh my God, there's this amazing 
restaurant. It's basic food. It's it's all right. There's there's some cool bars downtown if you're into the bar scene. Um, Kelsey's. There's an Irish pub, but it's nothing that you're not going to get in your cookie cutter standard American city. <clears throat> I'd say it's like Applebee's food. I mean, that's all it is. There's not like, oh my god, there's this amazing thing. There's uh, the Dakota Steakhouse if you want to get steak. That's over on the east side, right off the highway. That's new, but it's you know, it's a steakhouse. You, you, you're not going to go to Rapid City for the food. Go to Paris for the food. Don't go to Rapid City for the food. Uh, and that's it. Any more? Oh, <clears throat> no, that was it. That was it. All right, we're all caught up. Um, okay, my books. If you have not gotten these books, consider getting some of them. Reconnaissance Man. Uh, this is one of those books where people keep asking me questions on asshole consulting about exploring the United States. Please get that book. That's another great book for, for high school graduation because it teaches you how to go and explore the United States to figure out where you belong. And then once you figure out where you belong, instead of it's where do you want to plant your seed? Do you want to plant in the desert? Do you want to plant in the swamp? It's not going to grow in either. You need the right mixture of soil, <clears throat> shade, and sun in order for you to grow and as a little seed a little american seed you got to explore the country to figure out where you best belong and this book is a methodology to do that so you're not pissing away again guys why do old people wait until they're old to go to florida i don't know that's the biggest waste ever go when you're young i'm pissed off because i wasted a quarter century in the twin cities which is still better, though, by the way, than Casper, Wyoming, or Wyoming overall. I mean, you got to go out. You got to travel. Learn from my mistakes. Save. Do you want to save decades of time? Well, then maybe this $12 book might be worth it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice just to buy one place one time, and then you're, you, don't have, you don't move ever again because you did all your research? That's what that book is for. Reconnaissance, man. Go get it. <clears throat> the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. If you happen to be a black man and you're in poverty and want to get out, get the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Uh, written with all my knowledge of economics, uh, with the insight and advice from uh, black colleagues and friends. I got a kick out of, uh, I did a tweet, I forget which one, and uh, the people uh, who are just freaking out were mocking me for writing a book for helping out black people. And these are liberals, guys. These are liberals. Like, Look what he's done. Yeah. Trying to help out my uh, fellow black American. How dare I? It just shows you how, well, dumb, hypocritical, but they don't like you guys. The left doesn't like you. They use you as a tool. Please understand that. So we got that there. Bachelor Pad Economics, my flagship product. Everyone keeps buying that. Thank you very much. Uh, that make a great uh, high school gift. It would, high school graduation gift. Um, that is, trust me guys, that everyone should be reading that because it, it handholds you from the age of 14 to death on every major and mediocre financial decision you're going to make. Uh, that book alone will save you. I'd estimate conservatively a hundred thousand dollars. You want to be a hundred thousand dollars richer in today's dollars by the time you die? Well, get that book and read it. We already talked about worthless. Enjoy the decline, accepting living with the death of the United States. Um, that's if you want it for the remaining 30, 40, 50. Are you pissed off every day that when you wake up, the news is shit? Well, maybe read this book so you're not angry anymore. You're happy like me, fucking Christ. And you go for a motorcycle ride on Super Chat Money. Yay. 
Somehow I think the motorcycle ride with the gas belt with Super Chat money is going to be a more enjoyable one than just a regular motorcycle ride. It's kind of like when I win money from my buddy Richard in poker. His money is just somehow better. Uh, curse of the high IQ, that's for all you guys listening right now. And I'm not saying it to kiss your ass. I'm saying that because if you're tuning into this show, chances are you're you're smarter than the average bear. And uh, as as many benefits as there is to having a high IQ, there are also drawbacks. We never talk about the drawbacks because we just cannot stop stroking the dick of people who don't have it. it, it we never celebrate the successful or the uh, uh, superiorly intelligent, or those that that have a good, who get good love. We never like, hey, good for you. Yeah, I'm happy. But I know it's always like, how are you oppressed in a new way? There's a there's think tanks. That's all liberal think tanks do is come up with new ways for you to be oppressed and miserable. We always focus on that. Oh, my God, you're disabled in this capacity. You're oppressed. Let's have a month celebrating after you. That'll This will solve it all. Here's the Democrats' solution to everything. We're going to have a month. We're going to dedicate to you, your group of people, whatever disadvantage or thing you have. And we're going to do this to you for a month, and that'll solve the problem. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, hey, major in engineering, join the military. Shut the fuck up, racist, sexist, homophobe. Never mind. I'll just go for a motorcycle ride. Um, so get that, uh, especially if you hate school, hated school. That'd be a great book for young people to read while you're in school and you're just trying to stay awake listening to this low IQ fucktard called a teacher blather on about dangling participles. Always love that about English. <clears throat> they were so uniform and fervent in their defense of English being taught multiple times over that you like you thought there'd be a something that you'd figure out at the end. Like at the end, you'd feel like, oh, this is what they were talking about. This is this. Massive importance that I had to learn English and writing beyond being already 100% fluent and verbal and conversant in it, that there was some other stage of achievement within the English language that you would achieve in college, and then it would give you the skill. No, no. You know how you could read, write, and uh, uh, talk in the third grade? That's all you need. It's really all you need. Everything else was just a jobs program for a bunch of worthless fucking quantahahas to sit there. I have a degree in English. You want to talk about the proto SJWs right there. Here's your worthless degree, but you're going to analyze every possible nook and cranny coming up with pablum and forcing these poor kids to go through it because you need a fucking job. There's a special place in hell for people who drive slow in the left lane, talking to theater, pedophiles, and English teachers. Poor Richard's Retirement, everybody should get that book so you can retire early and retire adequately. And the way you do that, Bacon Maldito was talking about this. <clears throat> and he gave me a shout out. I'll give uh, Bacon a shout out. He's not in there. He's not in the chat room. For once, Bacon ain't here. He was talking about it, and he's right. I think he did even read it in Poor Richard's Retirement. If you don't buy new cars or lease them, and you just get, you know, old shitty Clary car, you pay cash for it, and you take that money instead, and you throw it in a 401k or IRA, average returning mutual fund, you will have enough money for saved up for retirement. I did the numbers. I crunched the numbers. The question is whether you can let go of this bullshit addiction you have to status and realize that a car is for transportation. 
not transportation, transportation, which is the re-emphasis that you're just there for transportation. That's all supposed to do. And then once you realize that, you throw your money into a mutual fund early on. You're not some dipshit kid that blows 35 grand on a leased vehicle at 16% interest. Then, then you'll actually have money. And then you can join Cappy as the young man, old man league of world problem solving coffee drinkers at 7 a.m. at Cappy's favorite coffee store. <clears throat> then we also have my best of Cappy book, Cappy's books. Do I have those? Yeah, I got one. Hang on. This one. As YouTube purges, and then what was it? Was it WordPress got rid of Chateau Hartiste? Everyone's like, did you back up your books? Yes, I did. I have my, all my blog posts, are my best ones are backed up. The best of Captain Capitalism, top shelf. There's also the best of Captain Capitalism Reserve. I don't have a copy of that. That's somewhere else. Oh, that didn't work the way I thought it would. And then there's love letters to the left. This one right here. This one's actually good. I know it's big. Um, and then as you've noticed, we've had different uh, artists draw the covers for it. So I'm going to do the pinup thing because it pisses off fat, ugly women. Speaking of which, we have an article about that. And then if you have bought all of them, <clears throat> uh, go please review them online. That helps out a lot. Then we also have other people's books. Uh, Frank Survey, go to franksurvey.com. Check out his book, Corporate Land. And then uh, Uncle Nick, those are good ones. I like those. Uh, he's, I got to I gotta get him on this show. I got to get a lot of people on the show. Uh, then we also have Adam Pickett's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones. And then the absolutely mandatory book. I don't say that to sell his book. I'm saying it because it's absolutely mandatory. You read this book, especially if you're a young man. Pushing Rubber Downhill, that is the story of a guy going from soy to alpha. That's really what it is. It's that journey where you go from a, a soy cuck loser, pathetic pussy beggar, to the real man I saw last week who could bench press almost twice as much as I could, even though looking at him, you couldn't tell. <clears throat> as he went to the bar, the bar. Uh... Okay, go back in chat room. Really helps to have Elkins here to stay on top of it. Murray Sacito, another $4.99. Thanks, Murray. You don't, you don't have to give me all your money. Would you recommend San Antonio as a place to live as a single man? I don't know. Um, I've only driven through it. Uh, stayed one night there. <clears throat> Didn't even go downtown. Uh, it seemed like a nice enough place. It's not Austin. It's Texas. There's a military base there. That'll keep it um, pretty conservative. Uh, it's warm. I'm sure it gets hot as hell during summer. The only thing I really didn't like about San Antonio, uh, you, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Because to get to El Paso, which is also in the middle of nowhere, that's a full day drive uh, to get across Texas. You're, you're south of Dallas. Uh, if you like Mexico, like you like going to Monterey, I guess that's a town to be kind of in because Monterey is still within shot, but it's kind of the hill country, which isn't the most terribly exciting part of Texas. I'm not, Texas just doesn't have the landscape for me. Um, I mean, yeah, it's good. Dude, it's going to beat Seattle. 
It'll beat Chicago. It'll beat any leftist shithole. Yeah, it'll beat any California town. Yeah, it's Texas. And you could shoot your guns with the culture. I'm not worried about it. I just, there wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing. But you're talking to a guy. I didn't even go to downtown. I knew the river walk. Yes, yes, people of San Antonio, I'm aware you have a river walk. Uh, and as a single man, I wouldn't know. Um, I would say probably not because of the military base. You're going to have lopsided number of men and they're better. Let's just face it. Military guys are better looking than non-military guys. They got more shit going on. They're in better shape. They got the uniform. So, you know, go visit, get reconnaissance, man. Go do your reconnaissance. Follow the instructions. Oh, we got $10. Who just donated 10 cheap cinema. Wow. $10. Wife and I live in Indiana, super cheap taxes, etc. Yeah. But don't you have to pay like $800 a year just to register your car? That's where they, I remember that. Maybe that, that was 20 years ago. Um, I don't know if that's still the same today. House is getting paid off and live dirt cheap, no kids. Would you recommend a camper to get us out and travel? Thanks. No, I absolutely do not recommend campers. Um, rent one, yes. Do not buy one. Campers, you got to hook them up. You got to find a campsite. Um. If if you really want to do, you know what I'd recommend you do is you lease a van, throw a match. It depends on what you want, how long. But if you're just looking to do a summer or a year, go buy yourself a reliable used van, throw a, a mattress in the back, and then do the van life and travel around the country, North America, if you want. Don't get a camper. Um, they're slow. They consume way more gas than is necessary. Um for God's sake, you're hauling around a toilet. Like, they don't have toilets. Like, you can't just go pee on the side of the road. Oh, we need to haul our toilet with us. Um, every mathematical financial analysis I've done of campers, you're just it's just cheaper to go to modestly priced hotels. Not, not cheap ones, but modestly priced hotels. <clears throat> you're not going to be able to stay at four or five star. But no, those campers, and they're, they're a royal pain in the ass to drive, especially if you get up into the mountains. Then you're slowing everyone down. You're getting pissed off. Um, no, I'd get a van. If it's just you and your wife, get a van. Sleep in the van. Stop at waysides. Read reconnaissance, man. Even tell you how to wash in waysides, how you don't even have to stay at hotels. It's it's, uh, it's the way to go. So thanks, Brent. That money will go to that. Um, you know what? Give the old Capmeister a break. I think I'm going to finish off the last of that coffee going to gargle and then we're going to get to the articles of which there are many and why I did. look at this i didn't even i didn't even get to the article today how long are we going gf is getting back in about two and a half hours we're gonna do our lunch and then i'm riding gf is leaving too the family's coming oh isn't that nice gentleman when the family comes to town bye <laughs> see i'll be fine <laughs> nope just me and john marston saving the west that's all Nope, that'd be perfectly out. Oh, that's all right. You guys go out. I'll, I'll see. <laughs> Hang on.
There we go. All right, it helps if it's not muted. Um, I, I, it's an onslaught of stupid. Uh, let's talk about fat women. Um, and this campaign to change beauty. You will never, I'm going to explain this to, to any women who care, who anyone would be empirical about it. You will never change male desires for what they like, <clears throat> just as you're never going to change women's desires for a tall, well-off man. It's just not going to change. You're going against genetics. And you girls could tell yourselves you're beautiful. You can lie and say beauty has no number or focus on your inner beauty and self-love and all this propaganda. But like Oprah and women's magazines and all that, they're lying to you. Now, again, if you want to go wig town, you know, uh, women going their own way and be a feminist, you have every right to. But then go, you know. <laughs> I, I I differentiate between ghost and MGTOW. Ghost men, they're gone. You, you don't even see them. They don't sit around and bang away at the keyboard and on MGTOW forums about how much they don't need women when that's all they obsess about. And it's the same thing with women. If you're comfortable in your own body and you're happy, go. But don't tell us we got to like you. And so here's the difference. This is where tyranny comes in. Again, the left will never stop. Because they got to do something. Perfect just as you are, Massachusetts Bill would reward companies for not altering models' appearances in their ads. This is wrong on so many levels. This is why you can read the title and pretty much not read the, uh, <clears throat> the article. Why is it the state of Massachusetts business to get into the granular anal retention? I mean, you're shoving the fingers. The doc is shoving the fingers up your ass so much it's coming out of your nostrils at this point. What business is it of the state of Massachusetts to regulate the editing of modeling pictures? Why? Do you want to talk about a? You want to talk about a nanny Nazi state? Well, here it is. Got a little bit too much money and time on your hands there, guys, huh? One lawmaker in Massachusetts is set on making money <clears throat> moves in favor of body confidence. A sponsoring legislation that would provide financial incentives to companies that did not alter the looks of models in their ads. The bill sponsored by Representative Kay Khan, and you can look her up and it's not going to be a shock. Cosmetic, personal care, and apparel companies that do not digitally alter model skin tone, skin texture, body size, or body shape would get up to a tax credit of $10,000. Boston Magazine reports the bill is the first of its kind in the nation. Political reports would be trying to incentivize companies to be more realistic in their ways of advertising, Khan says, according to Political. It's not just that we see images just once or twice. We see these manipulated images hundreds of times, and that's what kind of stays with us. So the idea would be to create a better environment that would promote more healthy images. Lady, you are not the epitome of health. The the talk about the pot calling the kettle black. This gal's a fat. You don't even have to look her up, guy. If you want, look her up. Uh, what's her name? K Con. She's fat. She's old. She's wrinkly. 
she's had her time. She's pissed off. Now she doesn't want any of you young women with a, a, a life left, a, a life left, a shot left to be beautiful. She's not healthy. It's like, I think it was the Danish health minister. She was 400 pounds, just this land whale. It's like, really? And the need to do so is dire, say researchers and body positive act. Oh, is it dire? Is it says researchers? They're funny. There's no link here. Being bombarded with unrealistic images of people or a lack of diversity. What about too much diversity? I'll point this out. Uh, you'd be, okay, Minnesota, if you did not know, is predominantly white. You can't find white people on advertisements. It's all non-white people. They're just, they just aren't there. Certainly not white males. On the buses, on, I got a magazine that the GF gets. I'm like, there's, there's not that many black people in this profession. Uh, you know, how about a representation or representative uh, proportion of the population? Oh, you walk into Target. Target, you think there's no, Target thinks there's no white people at all. They're gone. They think they're living in Africa or Mexico right now. If you go into a Target, like, am I in the United States? Why is everything in English? Take the same toll on mental health, especially among younger people, teens, and children. As political notes, experts say that regular exposure to digitally altered images of models can trigger mental health issues in young people, including Eno. Well, I guess they should fucking die then. I'm not talking like suicide, but... Uh, survival of the fittest, you know how you left this, or like, don't interrupt nature, oh, overpopulation. Well, maybe if you're so weak-minded that images also gives you an eating disorder, maybe you're not exactly the robust type of genetics that are going to make it in the long term. Huh? <clears throat> and cons bill comes as some brands have rejected using digitally altered images in ad campaigns. Retail, women's retailer, Airy... Stop editing photos of models in 2010. And Target, <laughs> okay, Target, here we go. Announced it would not alter images of its models of swimmer campaign. Look, it is brilliant marketing. I used to be against corporations doing social justice warrior political advertising. Now that the only value, the only thing millennials and Gen Zers have in their life is politics, I understand why you're advertising. To people. I understand why you advertise to their politics, the feminism, the social justice, the, the organic this, the gluten-free that, the fair trade this. Uh, and I understand why Target, I, I, I totally understand why Target uh, advertises to fat women because what skinny women are around to buy your shit? The majority of people are obese. Um, I'd say it's become a religion for women like being pro fat. Okay. I mean, you could, again, go your own way, go ghost. Don't complain about it though, that women, that men aren't just like, you know, like lining up for you. Uh, but you know, that's, this is the money making upper. Is this how they make their money? You know, it's like Atham's question. Should I sell a pill that cures can't, what was it? Atham cures cancer or makes your inch 1.5 or makes your dick 1.5 inches bigger. Well, obviously the 1.5 inch dick is going to be uh, way more popular and women don't want to be healthy. Men don't want to be healthy either. Uh, so my targets just, just playing to it. Fine. Go ahead. Don't need a law for it. Good coffee, Louise. Now, uh, young people are increasingly bombarded with digital 
altered images of models and advertising concepts, according to Boston Magazine. Some of these images have been so manipulated that models have told us their own parents don't recognize them. This bill will hopefully spur companies to lean into the body cleaned in. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> lean into the body confidence movement and realize that consumers would like to see themselves, their real selves in the media. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the white guys? Where are the white, where the white guy at? Where the white guys at? Said no hot chicks ever. Getting to see our real selves, no matter our shape, color, or size. Now that would be beautiful. That, that is such projection from this uh, K-Con. And who is the our author? Dana or Dara Sharif. It's MSN, so this is, you know. Let's take a look at Dana. How much you want to bet she's not a physically attractive person? And look, Dana, uh, K, you guys can just go. You can, you can be happy. You, I mean, again, go, do, be, jump. Oh, surprise, surprise, no picture. She has 107 Twitter followers. Now, remember, she works. <clears throat> At at uh, the root and other websites that have way more financing than I do. There's no images here. LinkedIn. I don't have to go through a LinkedIn profile. Kinja. Is this, okay, she is. Uh, if this is, I think this is the same one. She is a ugly fat woman. Again, nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay. Yep. Just doing, I did an image search, and there we go. Nothing. Go. Go be ugly. Go. Be fat. Not, live your life. Enjoy. There's a, there's a lot to be said for not worrying about what the opposite sex thinks about you. But then please go do it and stop lecturing us about it. Some of us like looking at beautiful people. I'll point it out again. I go to Walmart. I go down the street. I go to the grocery store. I go to the restaurant. I go to the airport. There are an unacceptable amount of ugly, fat people. It is a negative externality. It's like looking at hideous Soviet architecture. It rapes one's eyes. It's not beautiful. But at the same time, you have every right to do what it, wear what you want, <clears throat> dress how you want, be as fat as you want. It's your right. It's freedom. Don't you dare tell me or my company what I got to do with my advertising. Don't you dare tell me it personally on a level what I can and cannot accept. Don't try to constantly lecture me about how we should have shame or be shallow because we don't like fat chicks and their wonderful personalities. Because it's not freedom. Let men like what they like. Let women. I've never heard. Well, I, you do hear from the guys a little bit complaining about how women insist on six feet tall, especially coming from the short guys. I get it. But guys, they don't like that. That's You just have to accept it. You're short. That's it. It's much healthier that way to accept reality. <clears throat> the true insanity is if you, I mean, okay, show me where guys have tried to make uh, legislation where we're going to reward companies for displaying more short men in their advertising and because it might hurt our fifis and give us complexes. Then we need our hood to hood to hood to hood medicines. 
<clears throat> Hang on. Boys is starting to go here. From Mansion Global, although they're quoting a Wall Street Journal, as more millennials rent, more startups want to lend to them. <laughs> Aren't you guys supposed to be in awe? We finally paid off our student loan stage. And now it's time to save up for a down payment stage. Nah, you kids are so smart and educated. Jennifer Burnus says the paychecks from her work as a model and designer in Hollywood arrive sporadically, posing a challenge to paying monthly rent. Learn to code. You know the check's on the way. You just don't know exactly when, said the 22-year-old. Well, she's she's uh, Gen Z. What do we say now? That's why she's turning to Stay Tony. It's among a handful of startups like Dumoso, Till, and Uplift, offering loans to renters recently out of college, professionals moving to a new city, and others who want to build credit or could use assistance making rent payments. You're borrowing money to pay rent. Isn't that what you did with your student loans? If you don't know why this is a bad idea, see this, again, I know a lot of you are very upset. You're very pissed off that there's an increasing chance we're going to bail out these, these parasites out of their student loans. But this is once again where I, I'm showing you that there is joy at the end. There's comeuppance because you could give these people a million dollars. They'll still piss it away. They don't understand why borrowing money to pay rent is a bad idea. <clears throat> And here's, here's the 22-year, I should be paid because I'm beautiful. It's like, well, in the meantime, you know, solid plan B would maybe you go work as a secretary, go wait tables, you know, make sure you got, nope, nope. She just wants to be a model, follow my heart. The money was fine. You can throw $10 million at this gal. She'll piss it away. These companies are stepping into a market long associated with payday lenders. And we all know that when you see payday lenders or what's, what's the one, um, what's the, the check cashing place, the very famous one. I forget what it is, but when you see a payday lender in that little shitty strip mall, then you know, you're in a good neighborhood, right? Cause people use payday lenders, you know, that the, they're, they're doing real well, right? You know, you're on the up and up when you're using payday lenders, right? Unlike cash advance loans, which come with annual interest rates as high as 700% in some states, the rent lending startups make loans available at a much lower cost. Some are competitive with credit card borrowing rates at less than 20%. <laughs> Don't know if you knew this or not. 20% is not a good deal. But you can't be bothered with that math stuff because I'm a model. That's a big help. No, it's not a big help. 20% interest is not a big help. If inflation was 25%, then it would be a help. But inflation is not 25%. It's two. <clears throat> that is a big help for those who regular who rely on your regular paychecks or can't come up with large move-in deposits. So why don't you save money for a rainy day fund? This is like those teachers who lack such fiscal discipline. They sign up for the the amortized check where you're paid annual uh, uh, all year, including summer. So instead of receiving checks during the time you're working for three quarters of the year, you receive it 12 months out of the year because you don't know to save up money for when the paychecks aren't coming in. 
The pitfall of this type of credit is that loans might encourage some young renters to live beyond their means. No. Large cities often have high costs of living that can push them deeper into long-term debt and strain their credit credit scores. Rising housing costs and a several-decade trend of stagnating real wages are making it harder for many tenants to make their rent payments. Median rent nationally hit an all-time high of $1,006 a month for the first quarter of 2019. Some renters are now looking to credit as an answer. That's not an answer. Debt is kicking the can down the road. I, I really wonder what percent of millennials who, who should know better even know what a loan is. Like you borrow money, you owe them the money back. You know, I used to think, oh, maybe it's a, a, a weakness in the mind. They just don't want to pay it back, so they ignore it. But I'm starting to wonder if they really don't understand how debt works, which is increasingly obvious when you see articles of people like, I didn't know the debt was going to grow. It's like, what do you think interest is? And to think at one time when I was younger, I'd argue high-level economics with these people when they don't even stand, understand compound mathematics. I mean, this is why you always overestimate the left when arguing with them politically or economically. You really just got to go down. It's my fees, my fee fees, and my gimme dads. That's all it is. <clears throat> Outstanding consumer credit, which doesn't include mortgage loans, exceeded $4 trillion for the first time last year, according to data from the Federal Reserve. 2017 survey of more than 100,000 renters by the National Multifamily Housing Council. Landlord group showed 3% of those surveyed paid rent with credit cards. That's not bad. That's good. I thought it was way worse. As many as 60%, they would put the rent on plastic if their landlords would accept it. Well, you can, you can do that. You pay for other expenses with credit card, freeing up cash for you to pay your landlord. As rents have gone up, we get more and more emails and phone calls where people would ask us if they could pay the rent over time, says Tony Diamond, founder of Stay Tony, which manages upscale apartments in Los Angeles and the Atlanta areas. Why, why are you asking for extensions on rent if you're in an upscale apartment? Like I said, guys, they'll blow through the money. You can give them $10 million to blow through it. The company recently began allowing tenants to finance up to three months of rent over a 12-month period, joining with the loan vendor Uplift, which made a name for itself financing family vacations. Stay Tony hopes its renter loans will appeal in particular to college loan graduates or college graduates. It offers through uplift loans of up to 16000 that carry no interest for the first six months and an annual interest rate of 15 to 70% on average after that. Other companies offer rental loans. Rental loans. This is the sign of a bubble, people. This is a sign of a bubble. Other companies offering rental loans see their products as backup for tenants in more precarious circumstances. Till, which advertises its loans as four times cheaper than payday shops. What, only, only 27%? Pitches rental financing to renters and landlords as a tool to avoid evictions. <laughs> this is on par when I found out my buddy down in Atlanta. He told me about rim renting companies where you can rent your rims. They'll put them on your your uh, car, your donk. Because uh, you got to impress that that gal on your date for three hours to rent rims. Data on how often renters default on their loans is hard to come by. And most of the rental Lending companies won't share that information. I bet it's, this is so new. I doubt they have a backlog of data that you could really dive into. 
Some lenders suggest one measure could be the serious borrower delinquency rate on unsecured personal loans, which is defined as borrowers who are more than 68 behind on payments. That's sort of 3.6% in the fourth quarter of 2018, <clears throat> according to the credit agency TransUnion. At least one startup in the rental loan business has already tightened credit standards. Yeah, I figured it would. This sounds like dude bros. So you don't think that the only stupid people in the world of lending are the borrowers. You also got to look at the banks or the lenders themselves because they are idiots for lending to this low low uh, credit score, low-grade parasitic class. Um, I saw this all the time in banking. I saw it all the time. Uh, we actually had people coming in. I, I told you guys a story about the guy who wanted a gas loan. I'm thinking like, for what? Like a, a mining operation, diesel? You know, you got a fleet of trucks. What do you need a gas loan for? And it wasn't that. It was a gas loan so he could drive down to Denver to see his brand newborn ba- uh, baby grandson who had brain cancer and just needed the money. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you goddamn meth addict. Yeah, there's the payday lender down the road over there. By the way, um, the gas required to get to Casper to Denver and back is probably you know, use the right car, like sixty bucks, if that. And so, when you're lending to people like this, I'm going to borrow money to pay rent. You you could imagine maybe they don't pay back the lender. Uh. Damuso co-founder Michael Lightfoot said the decision reflected loan risk and the connotations around subprime lending. But as long as rents keep climbing, some young people may elect to borrow to live in choice locations. Because <laughs> YOLO, it's all about the experiences, right, guys? Alexander Kaplan, a tech entrepreneur. Please don't tell me you're an entrepreneur. Moved back to New York after years of living abroad. He paid roughly 500 a month to live in what he called the Soho of Belgrade, Serbia. Coming back here, I was quite shocked, said Kaplan, who rents a studio apartment in Manhattan's Upper East Side for $2,800 a month. He borrowed $10,000 last year from a company called RentLender, <clears throat> which is now restructuring. So he's a tech entrepreneur, huh? And that's why he has to borrow. This is why I don't believe it. I'm a businessman. Huh? Ladies, going to help out the ladies here. I know you girls want a guy with money and who's successful and has his act together. If they have CEO on their business card and they don't have gray hair, you might want to be suspicious. If they have gray hair and they have CEO on their business card, you might want to be suspicious. I even had a video out there once um, about how to find a rich man. And um, it got some traction. Got some traction. Let's go back to the Super Chat so we don't fall too far behind. Grub pubs, ba ba ba. I got Murray there. We got cheap cinema. Okay, got Praxi app. Oh, that's right, Praxi. Uh, Steve says hello. Go get yourself some overpriced coffee, Cappy. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. And I already plugged Praxi, but again, uh, Praxi, P R A X E Y. Download that app if you want to contact me directly. Cheap coffee for ten dollars. I'm actually kind of coffeeed up now. I'm kind of slowly waking up. I'm gonna take a shower. Oh, and to show you, hang on, let me show you how old a man I am. Look at that. That's how old man I am. Look at that. Socks on sandals. Got to take a shower in the morning. Watch the prices right. 
Is that even on? Darius for $2. How long did it take you to find a job after college? And I found a job while still in college. And uh, that lasted like, I think, eight months because they lied. And basically, they told me to fuck off. I told them to fuck off. And now they're out of business. <laughs> but it didn't take me that long. Um, and I entered the market in 97. Took hundreds of applications just to get one job offer. And it was it was a shit job offer, but it was the only one I I could that was the only one I had had a had because once you graduate you couldn't work security anymore it was a student job, so I had to I had to more or less take it. Um, but that was ninety seven, and then the the dot wasn't really a recession technically. Uh, the Democrats called it the worst economy in fifty years, and it wasn't even a, an official recession. It was truly an economic slowdown. To have an official recession, you need two consecutive quarters of economic contraction that did not occur under George Bush. Uh, but that was the dot-com bubble uh, that burst. And um, then it was harder to find a job. Elkins, ha 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 Elkins. Any advice on how to lower my high blood pressure? Yes, don't befriend people who live in Chicago in our CPAs, who don't visit their parents, who don't love their parents enough to visit them. That's that's who you got to avoid. If you want a very relaxed, low blood pressure, low cholesterol life, you avoid bad friends like that. That's, you know, people don't even visit their own mother. Just saying, just saying. So. <clears throat> Elkins, you want in? Yes or no? Let me know in the chat room. Uh, I'm going to read another article related to lending. How many times I tell you people you do not own your house in major metropolitan areas. How many how many times do I tell you that when you buy property, quote, buy property, in a liberal major town, you are buying into an HOA, you're buying into a commune, you do not own your property. From the Star Tribune, Minneapolis considers limiting landlords' ability to screen tenants. This already came off of a, a law that passed. Now, this one's just being proposed. It hasn't passed yet. This is coming off of a law that passed where you cannot Refuse applicants if they're looking for Section 8. You can still refuse their application, <clears throat> uh, but you can't say, well, we don't take Section 8 here, right? Which all that really did was waste poor people's money in rental applications. Didn't do anything to solve the problem. Well, here comes, here comes the one. This comes number two. Here comes number two of the one-two punch. Minneapolis considers limiting landlords' ability to screen tenants. Landlords say applicants' criminal eviction and credit history is relevant. No. I mean, it's blatant. The, the city of Minneapolis, the people who voted it in, including liberal property owners, liberal landlords, you voted this in, go fuck yourselves. I'm so glad I got out of Minneapolis. Minneapolis City Council members are drafting a new ordinance that would limit how landlords use criminal credit and eviction history to screen prospective tenants. As city officials search for ways out of the affordable housing crisis, they are taking aim at a long-running point of contention in the housing debate, the tenant screening process. How about it's my property I don't want it destroyed by inferior scumbag pieces of shit criminals and deadbeats? Did we not just read an article about people borrowing money to pay for rent? Housing advocates say the process does not give a full picture of an individual's ability to be a good tenant. <clears throat> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But property owners say restricting their ability to screen tenants would prevent them from having enough information about potentially unsuitable applicants. Dude, I would love nothing more than to see just the financial deadbeats of the world 
go into the, like the nice parts of town. Like they could go into uptown and they could go into Crocus Hill. Uh, these are the neighborhoods that none of you, these are the nice liberal neighborhoods, but they're too expensive. Dude, if this passes Minneapolis, every financial deadbeat should just like go and rent and apply uh, for housing in like, uh, oh, was it uh, not Lakeville, not Woodville. What is that called? Lake Calhoun, Lake Harriet area. You should all go apply for Uptown. What's another effect? Um, the U of M campus. That's nice. You got a lot of nice housing there. You should just all go in and fuck shit up. Just that don't pay. Don't pay at all. Um, under a draft ordinance sponsored by council president, Lisa Bender and council member, Jeremiah Ellison. You can look at them up. You can see not, not one good looking thing, just inferior people. Landlords would be barred from denying an applicant on the basis of felony convictions. If the cases are more than five years old, misdemeanors, more than two years old, arrests that did not result in a conviction expunged or vacated Convictions and convictions from the juvenile system. The ordinance would also dislaw property owners from denying an application because of an insufficient credit history. Credit scores lower than 500. <laughs> 500, you're not paying anything. I mean, a credit score of 500 is like, you just think the world owes you a living. And eviction judgments more than three years old. A separate draft ordinance from Bender and Ellison would limit uh, how much property owners can require for a security deposit. These measures are part of the council's broader effort to strengthen rights of renters who now make up more than half the city's population. There's no public hearing scheduled for the ordinance, but property owners are already preparing for battle. Nicole Beckstrin, <clears throat> president of Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. I remember reading this part. Now, look, listen to how pussy. Oh, Jeremiah Ellison, that's not the guy I thought. This is a different guy. There was another guy in another picture that looked total soy. This guy's soy too. Uh, I remember, you want to see pure Minnesotan, pure pussy white Minnesotan? It's right here. Uh, even though I don't know if Nickel Beckstrand is white or not, but this is the Swipple. A statewide group of represents property owners said that they were blindsided when she and, oh, okay, it's a gal. And other members of the group walked into a meeting with council members earlier this month to talk about the proposed ordinance. She said that after exchanging pleasantries, member of her group were handed several pages about the potential ordinance, a move she called frustrating and off-putting. Say a communist grab to steal our fucking money. Fuck you, you goddamn pieces of shit. We're advising everybody move the fuck out. And if you think you got a, shor a shortage of housing problem now. See, this is a communism. This is, they don't understand it. We're going to steal the productive members' assets and wealth and property. And then we're going to give it to the non, we're going to take it from the producers. We're going to give it to the parasites. But since the parasites only know how to parasite, they're not going to maintain the property. They're not going to produce more property. They're not going to build more property. And then I wonder what happens to the supply of property. Well, the supply of property won't grow for sure. And then over time it won't be maintained. So the supply of occupiable property will go down and then there'll be an even worse shortage. So unless the city of Minneapolis is going to form a government company, municipal, that creates government housing, and we all know how great government housing is, you're going to basically push away any suppliers of property. And no one's going to, no one, oh God, you have no idea how happy I am when I see people buy rental property in the Twin Cities who are liberal. Or people who build rental property. I know one guy 
He was going to solve. He, by the way, you don't have to worry about this anymore. There's this one guy, he's kind of rich, and he was going to solve the housing crisis here because he's going to build low-income housing. He, he, he said, it's time to get serious about housing, and um, he's going to take care of it. So he's going to build some low-income housing. So don't worry. It's all taken care of. So we know how well that's going to work. And gee, surprise, surprise, it didn't end up the way he thought it would. Um, and the, here's, here's your standard conservative, not even to bring politics in. It's frustrating and off-putting. You should be livid. You should, you should come out with a statement. The, the Minneapolis multi-housing association should just pick up stacks. Like, yeah, we're advising no one be, we have a token office somewhere. I don't know. Edina every day. I need attention saying, yeah, we're not advising no one buy rental property in the twin cities. There's no reason to. And there certainly will be no reason to it because then again, are they going to stop? Are they going to stop? What's the next step? What are they going to do next? Then they're going to control rents. Then you don't, you really don't own your property now in the Twin Cities. My God, you're just a slave basically providing free or subsidized housing to the degenerates and the losers of the Twin City. Well, Minneapolis anyway. Don't worry, St. Paul's not too far behind. She said she thought they were going to talk about the proposal and what the impact would be on property owners instead of being a pre-written ordinance. The group, so it's already kind of faded to happen. The group expressed dismay over. Oh, they expressed dismay. That'll teach those people. When are you guys going to play hardball, huh? Maybe the Minneapolis Multi Housing Association could hire asshole consulting, and I will introduce some new. We'll get you new little balls, little mice balls, as the, the actress said. We'll get you little mice balls, and you can attach them. There you go. Here, now go tell the Minneapolis Council to fuck off. Uh, Beck Strand said that if the city restricts the ability to screen tenants, property owners would find ways around. Oh, just refreshed for some reason. Property owners would find ways around the ordinance by creating new requirements for applicants, such as higher security deposits. No, they'll leave. They should leave. I think the city council honestly believes in their mind that the information that comes out in a criminal background is not relevant to decision around housing. Well, of course, <laughs> they're criminals themselves. They don't have great credit scores unless they came from Rich Wyzetta like Betsy Hodges did. Then daddy makes sure your money's all in the bank, sweetheart. <clears throat> Beckstrand said, now if they felt that the information that comes out is flawed, then let's work on those. Dude, don't even bother. They, they just want your fucking money, Beckstrand. They just want the property. They want free lodging. Don't you see that? I know you're a woman, but let's grow a pair anyway and start defending your presumed advocates. On Friday, association leaders held a news conference with other property owners to bolster public awareness of the ordinance and encourage renters and property owners alike to reach out to City Hall. No, 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 no. All property owners in the Twin Cities, the vast majority of them are liberal. And they're going to help out. They're going to that. it. My favorite was going to a property tax uh, hearing in Minneapolis. And I think I was the only conservative one complaining. Everybody else was liberal, but they were complaining. I'm like, why did you vote Democrat? You're complaining about your property taxes going up 400% in seven years. Why'd you vote Democrat? Why, what do you think is going to happen? Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. 
<clears throat> Horning said that city council members were uninterested in hearing what property owners had to say. Yeah, because it's not your property. They don't care about you. There's you know, I had not heard back. Lowering the bar does not create housing stability, but, but, but I don't have to. Let's see what the comments are. Why doesn't the city allow lower income felons in their mixed use housing building along the river? Oh, because they are priced out of those. The city of Minneapolis has a longstanding history of talking on both sides of the mount. Light rail. Uh, rents will go up and rental properties would disappear. I think this probably made it to some conservative websites because the city of Minneapolis, the Minneapolitans, that's what they call themselves and not this smart. I'm a good landlord and am asset to the city of Minneapolis. I'm skilled. The residents like me. I'm responsive. I take good care of my property. Uh, leave, man. Sell your property. Sell your property. This is a bad here. This is a battle against private property rights. In the event the council is successful, I have no doubt this will make it to the higher courts. Ultimately, the city will lose. No, they won't. State of Minnesota will allow them. You really don't want to live in Minneapolis anyway. But that's where all the action is. Let's go to the super chats. Scroll back up. I think my parents are watching this right now, Clary. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. And Mrs. Elkins. All right, Chad, I'll bring you in here. Um, let me get this. Where we got to go? Where we got to go? <clears throat> I'll send it to your Twitter, Chad. Now I got to pee after drinking all that coffee again. No, that wasn't my point. What the hell was my password? If you guys would, follow me on Twitter. I'm almost at 10,000 because I caused the shit show with a group of mentally ill people. Twitter.com, Aaron Clary, I think. Follow me. Give me up to 10,000, guys. I don't know what happens at 10,000. I'm sure the, 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 the algorithm's like big, large, round numbers. Chad, uh, give me a sec. I'm going to hit the can. Oh, should watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Why does this keep getting all turned around? 
Just bend on me? No. All right. <sighs> okay, Chad's not here. Where is he? Back to the chat room. Bang on some super chats. Always, oh, Chad's gonna want his blood shekels. Cappy, what's your funny security guard story? Ah, oh, what is my funniest? There were several. Um, funniest. It wasn't, it, it wasn't me. I only heard it on the radio, but it was when a cow got out of the barn on the St. Paul campus. I think that was the funniest. Also another funny story. I was with the talented Mr. Lee. Um, I had a party. I think it was my college graduation party at my apartment which was at Ghettos in the Sky, Riverside Plaza, 34th floor, McKnight Building. And again, I wasn't working that night, but Khan was. And um, the not to bore you with details, but you had a patrol zone that you were assigned to. And then within that zone, you could patrol to certain borders outside of the campus they would still be allowed to go on. In other words, they didn't want you like running down to the Mall of America to watch a movie, which some security guards did. <laughs> Uh, they didn't want you running into Minneapolis. They didn't want you running out, you know, the suburbs. They wanted you within range of the campus. So the ghettos in the sky was within the the uh, zone of the of the West Bank zone. You could go there, and so I have my party, and I get the buzz in, and uh, uh, the talented Mister Lee met that Alan Quayle. Let me in. I, I come here for a party, and he comes up. He's got his uniform on. Now he lived in the building too. I said, are you getting off duty? Like, oh, yeah, Mr. Koya, I'm, I'm off duty. I, and then his radio goes off, and it was the welfare checks. Like, welfare checks, escort able. I'm like, you're on duty, Con? I'm like, what zone are you assigned to? So, oh, I assigned to West Bank, Mr. Koya. I assigned to West Bank. I find now. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't be up here because you, you, you got to be patrolling, you know, if anyone found out. So they're going through the welfare checks, you know, escort Baker, escort Charlie, escort Delta, escort Elvis, all that other that. And then they go to zones. And I'm like, are you in St. Paul? Where I say, are you in West Bank? You're like, oh, no, I'm not in, I'm not in West Bank. And I'm like, are you IT zone? You know, I'm, I escort Delta, like anything near or close to where he should be. Then it comes to St. Paul. It's like St. Paul Escort. And Khan say, hang on for a second, Mr. Quay. St. Paul, okay. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Khan. You're supposed to be in St. Paul. It was clear on the other side. You could not get any further away from where he was supposed to be because you're supposed to be in St. Paul, which is, I guess, fine because nothing happened in St. Paul anyway. Uh, but there was that. Um. I don't know. The funny, I think one time I I had a crush on a regular escort. And this guy, Ty, this ass, he, uh, sometimes a gal would come up and ask a security guard, can I get an escort instead of calling in? So they'd come on the radio and call dispatch. A dispatch, yeah, we've got Amy over at this building wants me to walk here. Okay, uh, uh, Charlie, take care of it. Or, you know, IT zone, take care of it. And so this one gal, I forgot her name, but uh, Ty, that fuck, 
He says, yeah, this is, this is EEC Sai, And, um, we have whatever her name was, Jessica, and she uh, needs an escort and she is requesting monitor Clary. I was like, Hey, so I, I was on West bank and I tore over campus. I broke the goddamn sound barrier on my Schwinn. And right as I pull up, also I hear on the radio, he says, Oh yeah, I canceled that escort. She found a walk home. And there was like him and three other guys all laughing their asses off at me because she wasn't there. And they did, they, they were pulling my chain. So that was pretty funny at my expense. But yeah, that hilarious. was hilarious. It was hilarious. How you doing? Good. Uh, this is post-workout. Um, I didn't think yours would last this long because it started at nine. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> I got a lot of articles to get through um, that have been building up. And they're they're good articles. And um it just shows why I should go take a ride and uh, not get excited about things. It's all, it's fucked. I mean, honest to God, enjoy the decline. It's, it's just as, as the millennials get older and Gen X or Gen Zers get older. Um, it's, it's just, this is going exactly the way I planned. It's just crescendoing more and more with the insanity. And this isn't like uh, juicy gossipy tidbits of fake news. This is like real shit that's happening. And, um, so now I'm just going to like, no, I'm going to hop on my bike and go ride around. How are you? Uh, no complaints. Uh, let's see. I got until about 1130. Then I got to jump in the shower. Oh, okay. Why? Do you sit and fester in your sweat or something or what? <laughs> no, I got a 12 o'clock uh, lunch meeting with another CPA. What? I'm curious. Is it really? Okay. You have your busy season. But then do you do nothing? I mean, what's what you, you went to a, a meetup group and network group. Now you're meeting with the CPA. Is there any work to do? Or the CPA is kind of like wandering around with nothing to do until the next quarterly, uh, you know, taxes are due. Well, no, like yesterday I was in my office all day. So it just kind of depends. I try not to work on Fridays because who the hell wants to do that? Or yeah. Mondays. I try not to work Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> I, I try not to work any day, but it keeps popping in every once in a while. So. I'm impressed you did... Let's see, you did a stream with me on Tuesday, then Wednesday it was DT, right? And now you're doing a, another one. That's pretty good. There's that much. There's that. Well, and I won't lie to you. The other one, there's the main reason is there's all these articles I wanted to get to, to show that I'm not losing and I'm not insane. Uh, but it's also that it's easier to do podcasts than to write because to write a good quality article takes at least three hours. Uh, if you want anything deep or philosophical. And frankly, they don't pay. I mean, they, yeah, they do pay, and then it links, and I get traffic. Um, like the one I did on um, how people faking mental illness has ruined Dungeons and Dragons, among other RPGs and, and tabletop games. That <laughs> went uh, quasi viral uh, because it it hit illness, and that took like maybe an hour and a half to write. Uh, but I wish they were all like that. I wish they were all that well uh, forwarded and read. Uh, but it's just easier to throw it on. Here it is. Here's the stuff. Save. And then I'm out. And then later on, I'll convert it to an MP3 and upload it. Um, but I think after this, and since the GF's family's in town, I'm going to have a fair amount of time to kind of like, I, I'm kind of back to normal. So I will be able to start writing again uh, and, and not just doing podcasts. But podcasts are real easy, very efficient, very simple. Just throw it on, hit record, and off we go. Hey, did you read the responses on Twitter that you got to that article? 
Yeah, some of them, but after a while they just repeat. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a douche. I'm an incel. I wear a fedora. Yeah, they were talking uh, about the fedora. <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't get out. I'm like, yeah, but I'm wearing it the right way. I have a suit on. I look good. And you're telling me I'm a fedora wearing incel and you go to their, like you see their image. Well, didn't I forward you and Atham a couple of their images? Yeah, you did. And and yeah, they looked just like you would think that they look, you know? <laughs> yeah. Explain to the audience what it was. Cause that, that way people know I'm not lying. Well, I mean, so uh, I, I looked at some of these hateful responses and you can pretty much see the person's face. You know, a lot of people are just, and they looked like, blue haired overweight just they fit every stereotype in the book that is what shocked me most about it is how stereotypical it was where that that's the hive we found the hive like yeah these people exist it's yeah okay yeah 320 million americans you're gonna find some weirdos of course you know and, and, and fine everyone should be a little bit I'm, I'm okay with that but it's like no these people do exist and they're in pretty good numbers they're not the majority thank god um and they're they were so mentally ill and dysfunctional, whether faking it or not. Um, but yeah, you looked at them, and it's like, how can you expect me? You think anyone's going to take you seriously except for your echo chamber? There, how do people end up like that? You know, no dads, broken families, um, teachers coming in, substituting purpose and meaning in life with politics and leftist agenda. I it uh, again, I I cannot emphasize this enough. I am. For gay marriage, I'm for you could say whatever sexuality you want to claim to have, but when you start making it up, and here's the key thing: <clears throat> what was one trait they all had in common? And maybe not all, but the vast majority, like 95% of them, had in common. It was a physical trait. What did they all have in common? Uh, they were not attractive. Is the only thing I can think. Right, of. <laughs> but wh why were they not attractive? Um, they were overweight. They were fat. Yeah. And when, when you're fat, that tells me you're lazy. I mean, that's like right there. That tells me a lot about almost 80% of everything I need to know. So unless you have like a gland issue, which is very rare, you're a lazy person. And so you're going to reach out to anything and you weren't brought up right. And your dad wasn't around and you were substituting some kind of politics or an ism in for real value. We, I've gone over it a million times before. So it didn't surprise me that a lot of them will put their pronouns, Z's or him, her, um, and they were, uh, transsexual or transgender. Again, I don't care. Go do, it. I'm not, I'm not libertarian. Please feel free. Marry whoever you want. Don't want to get in the way of your rights. Go and do. But when that's all you got and you're fat, then it leads me to believe that I'm hundred percent correct that. Yeah, there's something mentally wrong. You're lazy. You don't want to do anything like you and I, we don't wear on our sleeves, our gender pronouns we use. Right. I mean, I got to say, there's been people that have tried to get me to call them certain things, you know, usually clients. And I'm like, yeah. well, you're the one paying me. So I'll just call you. You can say, I'll call you Superman if you want. Yeah, you know, no, just it, give me your money. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but but let's say you're on a date or you're first interacting with a girl. What's what's one of the first things like the girl says, tell me about you. What are you going to start? Uh, girl asks you on a date, Chad, tell me about you. What's your answer? I'm going to say, well, life was going all according to plan. Until I found this guy named Captain Capitalism on the internet. And then it all just went downhill from there. I started becoming more of an asshole jerk. I would go on podcasts and act like a total prick. Um, so anyway, tell me about you. That's so would... even though you're trying to be funny, it's a sarcastic answer. 
that's still better than what these guys got. Because you talked about an experience you had and a path of life you went down and a choice you made. These people talk about traits they're born with, and that's their number one thing. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Right. This is like, yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, if someone asks you about you, like, like here's, here's, put your hands behind your back and look, everybody do this. Do you see color or, or gender in you? Like, unless you could kind of look at your nose, you really don't view yourself. Oh, I'm a white guy. I'm a white person with a penis. And how do I, if you're, you're, in other words, you're, you're the vast majority of your experience. You're not walking around doing this or looking down here all the time. You're just like, oh, this is what I see. And so what really defines you is the experiences and the trials and travails that you have gone through. <clears throat> so when someone says, tell me about you, if you're a mentally healthy individual, you usually say, oh, well, I like bowling or I like uh, fishing or what do I, I'm a mechanic. It is things you have done and achieved that define you in your mind if you're a healthy, healthily mental person because you're not obsessing about this or obsessing about what's down there. But when people in their description say, Z, Zer, pan quadriplegic sexual, da, 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 politics, you're nothing. You're a shell of a human, but you have nothing. Because if you say, what else you got? I mean, what do you do? That's it. I'm an activist and I'm for this. As a black female, I, it's over. Your life is over if you lead with, as a white Hispanic or a, a white male, I, as a Hispanic transgender, I, it's too late because you're putting the, the vast majority of your value and emphasis on things you're born with, not things you've earned or that you actually are. And just to sit there and look at your jamoke all day or obsess about your skin color and derive value from it, well, yeah, you're going to be mentally ill or certainly maybe not mentally ill, but you're going to be a loser. And surprise, surprise, losers who don't want to work for achieving or accomplishing anything end up being fat. So when I looked at them, I'm like, they're all fat. Oh, wow. Shocker. They have purple hair. And man, the first thing, the first thing they lead is Zizer, him, her. Like, who gives a shit? What have you done? And so that's, that's what we saw. That's, you know, and that's why it didn't bother me. I'm kind of like, well, it's confirmation. You know, it's just kind of depressing. Like I can't imagine living a life like that where you look bad and you're constantly looking for offense. Um, I just don't get it. I don't. There, you don't have to lift a finger to get revenge on them. They'll punish themselves. They'll punish themselves. Like I feel sorry for them in a way, but they hate me. So it's hard to, you know. They really vote wanted. to take my money and enslave me. They are attempting to be my slave masters. I'm glad they are suffering. And what's great is they're suffering at their own hand. I don't have to do a damn thing. Not a damn thing. And I'm even for them being their seats. Go, go, do whatever. I'm not, but it's not enough. They, they got to like need praise and worship and be offended so that they're constantly fighting against the system and the class. My favorite, my favorite was the one, I think it was calling me an incel or I'm just not good with girls. And his image his his profile pictures not just him i mean stereotypical fat guy with a beard he's oh. holding a plastic thunder cat sword i'm like <laughs> you're holding what that's oh my god what i i'm not good with girls <laughs> i'm an incel <laughs> yeah so after a while after this, i'm like okay this, this, it's that brigade okay it's that circus fine yeah you're going to hate me no matter what. Uh, uh, somebody in the chat goes, 
They need to make their bed and clean their room. <laughs> they're, not even, they're not even going to keep below that. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> so sad that I guess that's the best. So here I was thinking, you should invest in a 401k and an IRA. And here's minimalism. Here's stoicism. It's like, nope, wait a minute. Wipe your ass. Chew your food. Wash your hands. That's the level. That's what's popular nowadays. So, uh, um, you, hmm. John, John Steele's in the chat. So hello. Hello, John. Yeah, I we're gonna get to articles here. Um, there any super chats? Uh, there's one. Yeah, from Noah. Let's do that, and we'll get to the article here. Noah Acosta for five dollars says, "My coworker went to London, but hates Trump so much that's all she posted about her entire time. How sad. She truly wasted her finite time and life." Absolutely. You go to an ancient country like Britain. And you obsess about Trump. Dude, if I went to Britain, I wouldn't be like, what's the politics or a knives ban? I'd be like, I'm going to check out Hadrian's Wall. I'm going to go, I don't know, go to this. Does the Smithsonian have something out there? What's the big museum out there? In London? Yeah. Or am I thinking the Louvre? I think you're thinking of uh, Paris. Paris. Yeah. yeah never mind. Never mind. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. London. I don't know. What do people do in London besides like get drunk and watch bad European soccer teams? <laughs> I don't know. I, I really, it, it's like the last of my list of places I'm going to go to Europe. Uh, I would go, <laughs> it really is. Oh, the, what they did to count Dankula and, and all their, you know, they're going to ban knives. Uh, no, I don't think I'm welcome there. I think I'm going to, I'm going to go anywhere else, but that, uh, all right. That's the only one. Yeah, that's the only Sweet. one. Okay, here uh, from the New York Post, which is somewhat tabloidy. Uh, millennial dads have pathetic do-it-yourself skills compared to baby boomers. Uh, your dad's probably laughing at this one. Our dad's essential do-it-yourself skills in decline. According to new research, millennial dads are less capable than their own dads when it comes to everyday do-it-yourself fixes, preferring to rely on professional help instead. A new poll of 1,000 millennial. See, and what's sad about this is why, why do millennials have no excuse about doing it themselves? Well, I mean, isn't it that their parents did everything for them? Is that their what parents did everything for them, but why? Look, you know why I, was, I didn't learn to become a mechanic until later? Like, my dad never taught me, all right? Do you know why that was? Uh, I, because he didn't know how to do it? or I didn't know how to. You need someone to teach you. Yeah. You somebody to teach you. And so I think a lot of Gen Xers certainly did is their dad didn't teach them. Their dad probably didn't even know. And then they had to rely on their friend who had the cool dad or went to tech school to figure it out. And those guys got pissed off like, fuck you, I don't have time, computers, whatever, IT. Then I'll give you a hint. Around 2004, 2005, you could start figuring out things and teach yourself how. Well, you're talking about YouTube, right? YouTube, yeah. 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 So millennials, you guys ain't got no excuse. You had the answer all the time on YouTube. You could just go and like, how do I change this? How do I fix that? How do I wire an electrical socket? Like, okay, fine. Your dad wasn't around. That much is obvious with your generation. <laughs> but don't tell me you couldn't just look it up on YouTube. There. What are they again, Chad? What What are they again? Wait, wait. What, what do you mean? Oh, the losers. Yeah. <laughs> Not, no, it's worse than losers. What is uh, this? Oh, lazy, lazy. lazy. Well, I mean, they, they sort of go hand in hand a lot of the time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There's some correlation. But don't tell me it's never been easier to be a do-it-yourselfer. It's right there. You don't even have to go to the store. You order the piece online. It's delivered. Fix it up. 
So you know what they did? Just a quick thing. They actually, YouTube, there's some people that were going on there and trying to teach people how to do taxes. And I'm yeah. actually all for that because, right. you know, a lot of people shouldn't be coming to me. And right. So yeah, yes. I, I'm being honest, you know, some people just need to learn what a W-2 is and it's still too hard for, for some of the people that come no, no, to me. No, 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 people choose not to because that takes effort. It takes effort to learn. And they don't want to learn why, Chad? Um, because they're lazy. Everybody salute the Democrats. There we go. The Democrats <laughs> salute. I better be in. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Chad is Chad is a wonderful, loving Democrat feminist who wants peace and puppies for everyone. All right. Um, did you just assume my gender? Yes. Oh, wait, no, I can't. <laughs> a new poll, ba ba ba. And when it comes to emergency handiness scenarios, millennial dads fall short in almost every category. Millennial dads are less likely than their boomer counterparts to be able to change a tire. Uh, how hard is it to change a tire? You can figure that out just looking at it. Unblock a toilet or sink. Reset a what? tripped circuit brake. Reset it. You just click, click. That's it. They don't know what a plunger is. Or even open a stuck pickle jar with their hands. A new survey conducted by one poll on behalf of Alarm.com. Okay, you know, kind of keep it in mind. Uh, found that modern dads' toolkits have declined too. Many millennial dads report not owning a cordless drill, 46%, a stepladder, 50%, a set of screwdrivers, 38%, or even a hammer, 32%, an item owned by 93% of boomer dads. Why the decline of do-it-yourself? I'm well, This would be fun to find out why. Both generations point to modern technology becoming harder to fix as the top reason. No, it's no, it's made it easier. The technology in the average home has evolved to Ann Ferguson, vice president, marketing, high tech upgrades, blah, blah, blah. But they can figure out how to search porn or do an OBS live stream, right, Chad? They can figure that out. <laughs> well, that's what their research methods are at their strongest. For example, boomer dads have the edge when it comes to traditional do-it-yourself. 62% of boomer dads can see that millennial dads are better at tech-related tasks. But, uh, but, uh, oh, millennial dads are also more likely than their own fathers to prioritize family time over do-it-yourself. No, 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 no. You just don't want to do it. How, how sexually frustrated are these wives? Like the toilet's overflowing and the guy's just standing there running around like a girl with a spider in the bathroom. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Shut off the water valve. To me, the not being able to unblock a toilet was probably the worst one. On the I well, how how much of that is true? I I don't know. I just, <laughs> but I have you seen millennial dads? Have you seen them? They're coming online now. Some of them managed to breed, and and the kids didn't get aborted. Some of them are actually becoming dads. Have you seen millennial dads? Well, some of them are my clients. Most yeah. of them, like they're good though. They're actually are they. They got it together, yeah. Oh, okay, good. All right, yeah. Well, my experience has been different. Well, people who don't have it together, I'm not letting them, I'm not going to do any work for them. It's too frustrating. Right. No, you screen them out. I'm just saying, yeah. have you, outside of work where you're doing a screen, so now you have selection bias towards masculine dads, have you seen millennial dads on average? I, I've seen a few that are a little bit on the, I don't want to use the word pathetic, just kind of wispy. Is that a word? Wispy. avocado -y. Yeah, just a yeah. little like, you know. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can't mention anecdotes, but man, I know a couple where I'm like, and what's this is again how to get your revenge. <clears throat> I see, because I've owned property for twenty years now, I see the problems already in the house or the apartment or the condo. I see the problems with the cars, 
Do you think I even tell them? <laughs> well, no, because no. <laughs> Because what's great is if you let the problem go, the cost to fix it increases tenfold. And so I, I just shut up. I just, I, <laughs> yep, these are problems all festering. I'm going to wait till the cancer grows till it's an inoperable tumor, and then he's going to have some fun. And then, uh, and then I'd be quiet. And then I watch suffering. And then I smile because they did what, Chad? They did it to themselves. And they voted to take whose money, thereby making me more of a slave to the state. Well, not yours, because you they, have the best tax account in either. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, really? Did I have a $0 tax bill? Because I could have sworn paying a little bit in there, Chad. Just a little bit. A yeah, little, a little you know, bit. Not that much. It was more than that much. <laughs> it was a lot more than that much. I mean, you, yeah, you, you, you whittled it down from like here, maybe down to about here. And I'm thankful for it. But it's not like it's not like I'm Amazon or Google where I pay zero taxes. I mean, it's impossible. It's impossible. Oh, by the way, second quarter uh, <laughs> estimated tax payments are due in a week. Oh, you already paid those on. No, April it doesn't start till this. I got it right here. 15th, right? Yep. So I got to wait till the 16th. Actually, you know what? You have to wait till June 18th. Because it's you know on what? the weekend? Yeah, so the 17th is actually considered part of Q2. So you're going to have to wait till the 18th. That's why we have Chad Elkins as our CPA. He gives Glad you that, that cutting-edge CPA stuff going on there. That's what. Oh, this is a good uh, super chat for $5. Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me get oh, through Oh, you're still this. there? Okay. I, well, I just, it, it, we, we know what it is. It's kind of sad now that it evolves, that you could just read the title. Like, yeah, you know, millennial's going to millennial. And, um. There you go. Uh, this article I can get to later. But all right, what do we got for the super chats? Oh, he's just said a, a cheap cinema five dollars says LLC question. Do I secure a registered agent before I begin LLC formation? Trying to keep everything separate and private. You can be your own registered agent, but we did a remember when um who's the guy you had there? Cortez? You had him on and I AJ was AJ Cortez, yeah. Yeah, I did a LLC video kind of just that answers this question that same night that you had him on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a separate uh, video. Go look that up because you don't we talk about things you need and things that you may want to consider when you form an LLC. So I definitely would get a registered agent and uh, I would form an anonymous LLC. Some states a lot. Wyoming, New Mexico, Nevada, Nevada. Um, I would absolutely do that. And, um, I think it just helps to get a registered agent beforehand. And what a lot of registered agents will do is they will register your LLC for you, but you don't want them to do that because you can do it yourself. Right. Um, and don't pay some like legal zoom charges, something like 800 to thousand dollars to do something you can do on your own. Right. And I'll do it for 500 because <laughs> I'm a nice fucking asshole. I do it for people, but I charge less. You, I'm too nice, aren't I? You, I just... um, I'm going to ask you again, Chad. Where has the day of nice is over? Okay, I think the last people, the last person to pay off who was nice was your dad, because then he found your mom. Your mom's a very nice, sweet woman. That's the last time being nice ever worked in the human race. All right, the time of nice is over because guy being nice got you where, Chad? Uh. Not too far. It was only when I started being a dick, like business really took off. Isn't right. that weird? I had a client yesterday. He he came in. I'm a loser. I yelled at him. I said, lose the fucking weight. Don't even bother fucking talking to me. Da, 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 da. Well, then he sent in a new request today. And guess what? <laughs> well, he lost 80 pounds. 
Really? Yeah. And you know the advice his parents gave him? Uh, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Da, da, da. And mom hates my guts. That's because you listen to that asshole guy on YouTube. And I like, she hates my guts. It's like, yeah, apparently I love your son more than you do because I'm actually going to give him the advice that works. Being nice doesn't work. The millennials were brought up on an entire diet of nice. And look at them. They can barely wipe their own ass. I just did an article about where they're borrowing money to pay rent. Well, that's where nice gets you. Oh, I missed that one. Shoot. Yeah. No. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's a nice thing. But, uh, um, I got just five more minutes in the case there's anything you want to go over while I'm here. No, I just thought you want to come on. I don't know. Okay. No, that's cool. Still want to come on? Uh, he's still in the chat. So. Still in the chat? Let me. Yeah. Still, let me know if you want to come on. How long are you going to keep doing this? <laughs> not that much longer. I got to take a shower. GF's getting here in a little bit. We're going to go have lunch. And then uh, then I'm going to ride motorcycle. Cool. Because uh, the family, her family's coming into town. Oh, nice. Are they, they're not staying with you, are they? Christ, no. <laughs> it's like you did get a one bedroom, right? Yeah, we got one bed. No, I got a mother-in-law apartment being built in South Dakota. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you know who's never going to be there? Uh, You? The mother-in-law. No. Oh, the mother-in-law. The mother-in-law's never. You know who's also not going to be there? Uh, any of her relatives? Any of my relatives? Any of yours? No, oh. <laughs> no family's going to be there. It's going to be tenants. It's going to be. It's going to be people renting it out. That's what it's going to be like for for the the Sturgis thing for uh, that. That's uh, what John yeah. Steele. John Steele says he'd like to pop. All in. right, let's let's get let's get John in here. John, I'm going to go to the Twitter. And I'd like to, I want to hang around just for a couple minutes when he's, we in, got any you know. super chats that you can answer. No, that was it. Like for that the LLC it. question, I, I, I want to find that YouTube. I wish I could, can you do links in the chat or do they not? Uh, what, what do you want to find again now? Well, I did that LLC video for you that just yeah, answers yeah, what, that. What, okay, okay. You just complained about you being too nice. What you going to look this up for them? Can't they go Google search it themselves? Actually, that's a good point. And you remember that you, call, you called me yesterday about something and, and you're like, and I was like, well, we could check this out. And you're like, that's being too nice. So you got me two days in a yeah. row. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, when people ask me a question about like this and that, that and this, that and that, and I'm like, well, here's your logical line of thought and the, the way to get to your path um, to get to the answer. Uh, but I'm not going to look it up for you. That's fair. You know, it's like, you remember your parents back in the day? Hey, mom, what does this mean? Well, look it up in a fucking dictionary. I always got that. Look it up in the dictionary. I'm like, oh, thanks for the time, We have a time, whole mom. set of encyclopedias. You remember right. those encyclopedias? Right, because <laughs> maybe you just wanted to talk. Maybe you just wanted to be a kid. Hey, mom, what's this? I don't have time. Can't you see I'm reading? I'm like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> You're going to enjoy a real cheap, unvisited nursing home. I said, can you visit your mother? No. Go on the internet. Look at pictures of me. I don't know. But you know what's crazy? I kind of, I, I admit this isn't right, but I do that to my mom sometimes. She's like, how do I do this in Excel or how do I that? And I'm like, just Google it and look that, it up. That's different than when it's 1979 and you're just this little four-year-old kid and you're like, can you? I don't have time. It's like, oh, okay. What's up, Mr. Steele? Mr. Steele. Hey, good uh, morning, gentlemen. How is everyone? Or good afternoon, depending on your time zone. No, we're still, still morning. morning. Yep, still morning yeah. here. So. Um, I, I gotta go, but John, I really just wanted to say hi when you got hey, everybody. Chad, good, uh, good seeing you. Uh, Absolutely. Um, guys, I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, Chadwick. See you. Take care, brother. Mr. Steele, what's going on over on the West coast? Hey, uh, not too much. I was actually just, um, 
going to cook, uh, and I was looking up the recipe for my Irish stew, and I saw that you were on, so I came in. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're about to wrap up. I got one more article here. Um, would you like to hear it? Sure. Okay. Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, John, but um, Mexican banks may not be the safest place for Americans to deposit their money. Did you know that? <laughs> no, but I, I think I could, you know. Well, it's, it's Americans' life savings disappear from Mexican bank accounts. For those of you who are looking to move overseas, and admittedly, have you ever been to Mexico? Have I? Yes. Okay. Uh, there are some nice parts of Mexico, like Puerto Vallarta. There's some American enclaves. Or what do they call expat communities? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And there's little Mormon refugee places there, too. Is there? Yeah. What town is that in? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, we're talking out in the middle of nowhere. They're they're little. They're like enclaves, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I so I'm I'm kind of like, eh, you know it's cheap. Uh, it's not like Mexico doesn't have first world technology. You have very nice villas down there, uh, but there's always a risk. And I found this well, one the, interesting. Uh, kidnapping is like the number one uh, business in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Especially depending on where you are. Uh, but don't worry, their socialist governor will take care of it. Uh, in late December, Kathy Mashier called Marcella Zavala Taylor, her banker of nine years at Mexico's nine years at Mexico's Monex Casa del Bolsa to get cash for contractors building her retirement home in San Miguel de Allende. Typically, Zavala would wire money or dispatch her assistant Juan on his motorcycle with an envelope full of pesos. Fucking <laughs> 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 Christ. That must have been a really thick envelope. What's a peso worth? I mean. Well, not only that, but I'm thinking like this isn't exactly Goldman Sachs. Like, does Goldman Sachs have a uh, motor pool of guys on motorcycles? <laughs> All right, Juan, Bob, Frank, uh, you know, uh, Luis. You uh, okay? Run the money out. Run, you know, wouldn't you just transfer the money now electronically? <laughs> Yeah, well, even in Mexico, you can do that. Yes, yes, they're not—they're not a backwards people uh, living in caves. They—they they do have electricity, and they even have the interwebs down there. Uh, Manex, with 5.2 billion in assets and operations in the U.S., was woven into the lives of Mashir and 10,000 other Americans who've moved to San Miguel de Allende. I'm going to find out where San Miguel de Allende is. Kind of wondering where this is. It's on the Pacific or the Atlantic or the Gulf, I guess. San Miguel de Alente. <clears throat> There's a piece of me that would love nothing more than to spend like six months in winter just riding around Mexico. Um, yeah, you'd probably get kidnapped. I'd get kidnapped or there'd be something wrong. and there'd be shit. Oh, wow. It's like really good gun laws in Mexico. Yeah, except for the people who don't follow him, then they're right. real liberal. Yeah, but if you're well, remember that poor American dude that like was he was in Texas and he took like the wrong exit and he ended at the Mexican checkpoint. Yeah, he had guns in it. That Jesus, they put him in jail for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, it's I like Western civilization. Uh, this is pretty much smack dab in the middle of Mexico. It's a little bit outside of Mexico City by about 150 miles. Yeah, so this isn't on a on a on a lake or lake, uh, ocean or anything. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't move there. I mean, maybe it's a real nice area, but I, if I'm going to go to Mexico, I want to be on the ocean, but man, this, it, it's I, very I like tempting. To visit the old, uh, the old, um, was it the Mayans or the Aztec ruins in Mexico? I would like to do that, but I really don't want to go to Mexico. I, I don't know everything else about it. I don't like, but I, I am a big buff of, uh, you know, 
history. So I would be curious about that. The one thing I didn't like about Mexico, I've been there a couple times, uh, but we went to uh, Cancun, which is not Mexico, by the way. But then we yeah. went inland <clears throat> to see Chichen Itza, which is one of those Aztec rooms. I think it's Aztec was in Mexico. Then the Incans were south, and then Peru. The, Incans were in Peru. In Peru, I yeah, and then um, Mayans. The Mayans, yeah, yeah. I think those. Are and the then there's even then this goes back more than that. Then there's the Olmecs. Um, so okay, yeah. Uh, so what was really sad? Because again, Mexico would be a great place for motorcycle riding. It's got a lot of history. Got mountains. It's beautiful. Uh, but the uh, there's so much corruption in the government that. You everywhere you go, they're trying to sell you something. Like you can't go to Chichen Itza, this old Incan ruin, or I'm sorry, Aztec ruin. Like this is, you'd think it'd be almost holy or sacred, and it should be. But they got vendors and peddlers and panhandlers. It's like, dude, really? Like have a little bit of respect for your Aztec uh, ancestors, you know, or or like this. Just I'm not big believer in in spirituality or anything, but. You know, this ground's kind of sacred. Maybe you're not ought to be peddling your whiz bangs here. Uh, but no matter where you went, uh, admittedly it was tourist trappy, but you know, they're selling this, they're selling that, and you know, stupid middle-aged white women will buy, oh look, it's a feather from the chips and eats of you know God. Oh yeah, they they told me that it's it's well, meanwhile they just pulled it off a bird yesterday. <laughs> right. No, they ordered plastic and it's ordered from, from China, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the guy he was he was selling cigars. He's like a Cuban cigar, Cuban cigar. Yeah, how much? He's like forty dollar, forty. I'm like, dude, I can get it cheaper in America than forty dollars. And I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, that's not him. He just took the bands off. I'm like, I'll give you, I'll give you three. No, 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 thirty, thirty dollars. I'm like, no, 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 three, three. And we settled on five. Yeah, for special friends of Rick's, we have a special <laughs> discount. <laughs> 40 francs. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. Yeah. For I'm friends sorry. of Rick, for yeah, very friends of Rick's, we have another discount. Yeah. But he, but he's like, I'm sorry I wasn't in condition to receive you. Ah, oh, for very special friends of Rick, we have a special discount. 20 <laughs> francs. Maybe it was the boybin. <laughs> it was the boybin. <laughs> Boss, you, are you sleepy? No. You going to bed? No. You going to bed soon? No. You going to bed in the near future? No. <laughs> Ain't you ever going to bed? <laughs> Come on, boss. Let's take the car. We'll get drunk. We'll drive all night. <laughs> Great movie. I think I, I watched that with a with a female friend of mine uh, once years ago, and I said, "Look, I'm sorry, but I won't be able to resist myself and say the better lines f- from this movie. I just can't help it. There's so many great ones, especially Captain Reno. Oh yeah." I, I love the Bulgarian gal. Oh, sir. The devil has a oh, yes. the throat. The devil has the people very, by the throat there. Yeah, it's very bad in Bulgaria. You want my advice? Oh, yes, monsieur. Go back to Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, but then he did a great thing, you know? He did. Ever. No, he was, he's he's a real Have you hero. tried 22 tonight? 22. How are we doing? Uh, a couple thousand francs less than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was pissed off. Remember that? He goes, a few thousand francs less than I thought there'd be. <laughs> Great Ooh. movie. Anyone in the look, that's probably the, one of the best uh, pearls you get from Gappy here is see Cas- if you're a man and you have any sense of masculinity, see Casablanca. Yeah. No, all the characters. I mean, even the villain is bad. I mean, a good, I mean, 
Cap, uh, what not current major Strasse. Major Strasse. Strasse Strasse is badass. He's a masculine man. Renault, he's kind of a, but he plays with the wind, but he's still masculine. Rick's obvious. And then Victor Laszlo is like the straight ace. You know, he's, he's the yeah. great guy. And, and then Rick is the anti-hero. It, it, uh, I, oh, well, no, nah, maybe I'll do that. You could actually, they, I think they just recently released another, uh, like remastered version of it. You know, uh, yeah. Not that I'm saying you should do this, but Torrent has it. I'm not not encouraging that, but no, I I'll buy it. I still got it somewhere over there with the rest of my uh, my videos. Maybe today. Yep, there it is. Maybe today I'll just binge and do nothing. Um, so, that, uh, but anyway, going back to Mexico, not the map that I'm looking at. It's just sure. it's just sad. I'm looking at like I would love to drive down to Cabo San Lucas, uh, down that the uh, the peninsula, the the Baja Peninsula. And uh, uh, someone says, uh, was it Catawin? Is that, am I pronouncing his name correctly? In the chat says, uh, the Mormon place is wild. They speak English and fought off cartels. Really? Uh, yeah, that's what oh. he said. Uh, Catawin, uh, yeah, tell us. Uh, I'm curious about that. Uh, and also, he did say at the uh, the ruins there, you can't even, like, there's you can't walk on them anymore. It's kind of like the pyramids now. You can't go near them. Okay. Um, not without getting arrested. Yeah. People still do like sneak and climb up the pyramids. I do know that. I, it's not even that. It's just I'd like to go there uh, and look at something that was built. Well, was the Aztecs a thousand, uh, thousand years ago, even maybe fifteen hundred years ago, yeah. and uh, just you know, like be in awe of that without you know noises being made. They have like these noisemakers without somebody you oh, know God. begging money and. And people always say, oh, oh, you, oh, I love Mexico. You should go to Mexico. Why don't you like Mexico? I said, because I could get the exact same thing in Florida without the fucking constant panhandling, you know, and not have to go through uh, customs. You could get the same thing in Puerto Rico without having to go through customs. Um, about the only place I'd say I really would say is worth going if you want like the the southern tropical type of uh, thing is Jamaica. I really like Jamaica. And I'm also thinking I'd really like the Dominican Republic. Uh, you want to hear a funny Jamaican story? Okay. Wait, is this going to be of a racial nature? Because YouTube now has a little. No, no, no. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's true. I, I, when I lived in, when I grew up in New York, I had a lot of friends and around, I guess when we were around uh, 18, a lot of these guys are a year older than me, but uh, we knew a girl. She was a drug. This one, marijuana was illegal. I guess it still is in New York, but. Um, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I had friends that used to make a living smuggling pot from Jamaica to the U.S. And I had a couple of them that got uh, busted, uh, both on in Jamaica and in the U.S. when they landed. Okay. And I had one friend that spent uh, 30 days in a Mexican, excuse me, a, a Jamaican jail. And it is awful. Like, they literally hose you down. Like, there's no showers. They just turn wow. on the And everybody's kept in this big, giant cell. And it, it's just, like, unbelievable. It, it's, I mean, it, it's it's like that movie, uh, The was it Midnight, Ex Midnight Express? Never um, saw it. Where they, they get, it's a Turkish jail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, no one was, none of my friends were raped. But um, th they, you know, they just said it was just awful. But here's here's some really interesting things. So there was this one guy that went and did it. And I didn't know he did it. They kept it really. I knew all the other guys that did. So this one guy did it. And he got arrested in Jamaica. And I don't know. I guess he didn't have to spend much time in there. Because they let you. If you have money on you, you mm -hmm. can buy your way out. You okay. can just like, pay the fine right there. If you don't have any cash, you're fucked. 
Um, anyway, he was arrested down there for you know smuggling the stuff in, and then uh, he became a cop, a NYPD cop. Now, years later, like twelve years later, somebody uh, ratted on him, uh, and the NYPD actually went down to Jamaica, found his arrest record, and uh, fired him. So he wait, did he go on the straight and narrow during his police path or police career? Yeah, I mean, this guy was a total piece of shit, though. Oh, but, okay. I mean, All he, right. he was, I mean, he was probably uh, he didn't technically break any laws while he was a cop. But I guess someone someone who knew him didn't. I mean, he was a dick. That's why someone okay. turned him in. He was he was a bad kid. He was just a bad kid all around. But he um, so he actually lost. I mean, you know, his he was. I don't know. Was he like five or six years away from his pension? Maybe he was. Maybe oh. he was only fifteen years. Um, and uh, he tried to fight it, but they um, you know he got a lawyer and they tried to fight it, but they said no. You lied. You, you when yeah. You, when you applied to become a cop, because they specifically ask you that, and. Um, so, yeah, God. interesting story. A lot of guys do it, um, and uh, they made the ones who didn't get caught made bad money. But we're talking big risk here. Yeah, no, I I knew a guy who who um, like small time supplier, really just a not even a donkey to get it, but he would he would just run it to and from a location where lots of pot is consumed, and he was so good at what he did because he simply didn't used the product and he showed up on time. He was reliable that they kind of wanted to promote him. And then he looked at how many people were like going to jail. And at that level, like you really got to worry about narcs and who's a cop and people are getting, you know, shot and not, not like, Oh, I heard someone got shot, but a guy he knew who knew another guy got shot and it wasn't by accident. It was a hit. (laughs) Yeah. He was kind of like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm going to just take my money and, ease my way out and then he, he didn't make and i think that's probably was a wise decision like uh, i'm not advocating anyone deal drugs for a living or you know be a supplier all that but I, there's i've always had a respect for people who are like fuck this shit i'm not gonna work at mcdonald's for seven dollars an hour and shit ass crap and deal with people i'm gonna go run drugs you know it's like okay you're taking a risk but great, at least it's risk. in demand with you know, great risk comes great reward, right? Great reward. And you know what? If, if, and I also, I believe drug law is stupid. I don't think you should have illegal. I'm, I'm thinking a libertarian and all that, but fuck you. Don't tell me. So I kind of have like this respect where it's like, okay, you know, uh, I hope you don't get arrested. You're not, you're not doing, you're not harming anybody I know. And, uh, but then, yeah, once you get up a little, you ever see American made? That's, uh, that's Tom sound- Cruise. Uh, no, I didn't see that one. Oh, I, John, you'd love that one. It it's uh it's based on a real story. I know the real life story. I never yeah. saw the film. And it I'm sure it it's not as good as the book for those of you who read, but it was it was just a good flick, you know, where he's got this little Cessna and he runs he, Pablo Escobar. He runs into Pablo before Pablo Escobar was Pablo Escobar. And they're trying, they're testing Tom Cruise, whatever his character's name is, to see if he can, one, he's reliable, but they want to get as much, because he's just starting out and they're like, okay, we need to get as much profit as po- possible. So they're trying to load up this little Cessna with as much drugs. And Tom Cruise is like, no, I can't, we're not going to be able to take off. You can't like get this out of here. Okay, he's like throwing it off. 
and they say, all right, when well, we want someone to go with you, make sure our investment is sound. So they find this big fat Mexican fucker. And yeah, he's like, like, oh, no, no, get the fuck out of here. No, fucking, he, I think he even starts throwing other drugs onto the plane. Cause like, he'd rather have the drugs than this guy. So he's taken off and here's like the single prop plane, just working its engine off. They got a limited runway. It's in the middle of the jungle and all the drug dealers are like, Oh, and they start taking bets as to whether or not whether he'll make it. Yeah. As a pilot, I know that you can't do that. You actually have to, you know, I remember weighing everybody before they can even, would even be like loud on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was, it was stuff like that. I thought was pretty endearing. And well, actually, speaking of the drug thing though, what was that other movie with Johnny Depp? It was a true story about the guy that, Oh, uh, Fugazi. Um, uh, no, 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 no. That was Danny Brasco. Uh, that was, was Danny another, Brasco. Okay. But there was another film where he played a guy that he meets Pablo Escobar. This is a guy that he started out as a pot dealer back in like, you know, 1969 or 1970, you know, during the hippie period. Sure. And he gets involved in selling. He got busted for pot uh, for, you know, selling lots of it, like, you know, mm. pounds and shit. Sure. And, but he ends he while in prison in America, he meets a guy from Colombia that's also in there. And he tells him, you want to make any real money? Um, cocaine, right? And it's before like the big crackdowns and stuff. And it's pretty funny. I mean, this guy literally used to have the cocaine in like fucking suitcases and just sure. It, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. No, now they got they got drones, and I remember the Mexicans coming up with uh, catapults. Like you ever hear where they came up with catapults to sling it across the border, and then they have <laughs> other guys. You ever hear that? No, but, oh God! I mean, you. But how did it, when it landed though? Like, what did it go? I mean, how did? <laughs> who cares if half the product makes it? You're making. See, this is why I love the the drug trade, and I'm going to be more cheering on the side of drug dealers because of the ingenuity and the pure, you know, brass balls of capital. It's like oh, I can't drive it through. No uh, boats. They're going to get intercepted. And then some guy says, "Hey, Mike, slingshots," or or Jose. Hey, Jose. Slingshots. <laughs> hey, Miguel. <laughs> Miguel. What what is slingshots in Spanish? Hang on. I gotta figure it out. Almost said they say slingshot in Espanol. <laughs> Hang on. Atham probably knows. Slingshots in Spanish. Trachinas. Trachinas. No. Tira Chinas? Tira Sinas? No. Hey, Jose. See, Pablo. Terracinas. Ah, see, see. I mean, just, and now that would be pretty funny. Well, what, what the the other thing I heard them do, and I don't know if this was real. I saw it in, in a movie where they actually put it in, in a girl's uh, breast implants. I'm sure they've done that. Yeah, that's knowing you shove it up people's asses. Um, I know a guy who works. Um, uh, uh, what's a corrections officer, and they're getting an inordinate amount of children's drawings with watercolors <laughs> and what they were doing is they were painting watercolor like they put some food coloring in there or something and then they paint a picture but in the in the food coloring was heroin or some other kind of drug that you could then take off the paper and smoke or do whatever you wanted with um you know i'm, I'm sorry i'm gonna cheer for the underdog on that one yeah like yeah you know what let him have his coke or whatever the hell's was in that painting. i'll let him let him have it i the irony, though, is if you're truly for the uh, drug dealers, you have to be against them because if you legalize pot or any of the drugs, then they wouldn't have no money. So 
none of this would happen if there was legalized drugs and the drug dealers would be out of business. Although I guess they could go legit, you know, become the next Monsanto except for narcotics. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the, uh, I don't know what company invented the, uh, all those opioid drugs. Um, Percocet and whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, those are extremely addictive. I actually had a couple of friends come become addicted to those things and it's awful. Yeah. Um, Scott Adams lost his son to that. Did he? Yeah. So. That's horrible. That's tragic. So. Yeah, that's that's why if I ever go in, I'm not. I have an addictive personality, uh, where it's like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way. And I'm afraid that if I ever got like a hit of Percocet or uh, what's the other one they give you, um, Percocet, Vicodin. Um, no, uh, when, uh, before they go into surgery, it's an anesthetic, uh, or not an anesthetic and and anesthesia. Uh, oh, what is it called? Oh, morphine. Fentanyl? Fentanyl? Morphine. Oh, morph- no, well, they don't give morphine to. Uh, uh, morphine, they, I think they only use that for terminal patients. They, the, oh. the strongest one out there is fentanyl. Um, oh, Christ, that? that's horribly dangerous. Yeah, that is uh, dangerous because – and also it can be taken several ways. Like it can be taken intravenously, it can be taken transdermally, mm-hmm. or it can be taken orally. Um, but fent- that's – I think – I believe that's what killed Scott Adams' son was his kid had uh, – I don't know. It, it, it basically, he he was his son was a drug addict. I guess he was only. I think he was only eighteen though. He was eighteen or nineteen when he died. It was pretty sad. Yeah. That uh, you know we came up with fentanyl. No. The Canadians. Really? Yeah. Those. I think it was a lab in Canada. I had to look into fentanyl. The Canadians. You know, though you can't trust those guys. No, I never trust the leaf. Never trust the leaf. You've had some bad dealings with a specific leaf. Uh, I've had several bad dealings with different leaves, but yes, they're, uh, most leaves I like though. Most, most Canadians, it is true. Most Canadians are awesome. They're like the nicest. Oh, Hey, how you doing? Hey, don't invade our country. Okay. We won't. All right. Let's play some hockey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do like, I, I do enjoy hockey. I mean, I don't play it, but I mean, that's like the one, the one sport I could actually watch. I don't anymore, but I used to watch, I used to be a big Rangers fan when I lived in New York. I actually went to a Rangers game in Madison Square Garden. Cool. Yeah, I haven't really paid all that much. Um, anyway, so finishing here, uh, it looks like $40 million was embezzled. No one's getting back to the Americans. Uh, there's no financial legal recourse. Um, honest to God, this is where Bitcoin would probably be a little bit better. Um, that's, what's, that, that's what's really driving the value of cryptocurrencies is not like, oh, this alternative technology. It's that you have all these people in foreign countries that are corrupt that still have productive potential. And uh, are they going to convert into Venezuelan pesos or bolivars? Or, you know, in India, in India, they're going to, oh, no, you can't transfer gold. It's, it's, uh, that's where the, I think the real value is coming from. But the yeah, and a lot of countries that have developing economies, they, you know, who have very uh, currencies that are not very stable, they don't, they limit, they won't let you convert your currency to you know like dollars or euros or pounds mm-hmm. they have limits on that so because they don't want you know for obvious reasons they have currency controls because if everybody starts converting their currency because currency is traded on a uh, an open market like a stock does when you've got everybody selling it it's going to crash the price so oh yeah well then the other thing that does and I, another reason they do that <clears throat> is because if their currency tanks their national debts, which are lent in dollars or euros or some other more stuff, goes through the roof. That's what happened to Argentina and Mexico and yeah. Russia. Um, that, that Russia paid off all its debt. 
we have more debt. Russia actually, Russia just came out the other day that their economy hit a six-year high in spite of all the incredible sanctions. sanctions. Yeah. No, that's uh, hang on. Let's look at national debt to G. Everyone hates Putin. I love Putin. National debt to GDP, Russia. Nineteen percent. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. No, I've I've thought about Plan B. Maybe even go to Russia because at least it's a culture that's stabilized. You know, like. We're Russian. Fuck you. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. If I, I wouldn't say I would never go to Russia because I don't speak the language. I don't have any family there, mm-hmm. but I would totally consider it if I spoke the language and, and had fa- even like, you know, not even close family. I would sincerely consider Russia because, like you said, it's it's basically, you know, m- much more of a homogeneous population and they, right. they are very nationalistic. Right. And unlike the United States, which I don't know what we believe in anymore. I don't know. We believe in cutting off our own dicks and. Don't worry, it changes every week. 30 yeah. years from now, who knows what it will be. And I don't care. I'll be dead by then. But, yeah, yeah if I no, got to go. Accelerating. It's accelerating, uh, Cappy. We might we might actually live to see the uh, the, the, the collapse. We might. Uh, I, I'm more looking forward to how the leftists are going to start infighting with each other, which already happens to this certain extent, but – um, it'll be real interesting when GDP growth slows down below 2%, but they want to increase government spending by seven to 8% every year. Um, that's when it's going to be real interesting and they're going to print off more money to do it, which is going to, in my opinion, drive up stock prices and housing prices and tuition prices, uh, because the money's got to go somewhere. So it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting, um, to see all these socialists, figure out when the workhorses are gone and there's no production and there's no culture by which to rally around. I'm going to be real curious because they're not going to rally and say, let's do greatness. What they're being taught right now is to blame other people for the problem. So they're going to have to come up with a constant new boogeyman. And once they got, you know, you could have net, we got nationalized healthcare. You could, you could give them a universal basic guaranteed income. And when the shelves are getting emptier and emptier and GDP isn't growing and wages still stagnate, I'm going to be curious who they're going to blame. I'm really curious who they're going to. And they can't blame corporate America anymore because corporate America is on their side with their Gillette ads and the Target ads. And, oh, my God, we're leftists, too. We just love politics so much. Real curious. Real curious. So, um, a, lot of ways, a lot of different ways it could war game out. You know, it's like extra money I invested in uh, lead projectile. <laughs> I got lots of lead, lots of silver. So, uh, by the way, what what uh, I don't think I ever asked you. What firearms do you own? Can you say specifically? What yeah, I can. I because it's it's nothing really exciting. It's practical. It's it's admirable, but it's practical. Um, <clears throat> I got two AR-15s. Um, this is each matching set for me and the GF. So if we got a bug out, we have basically a decent amount of weapons for both of us for every range of combat. So, uh, pistols. Nine millimeter pistols, uh, just for standard personal protection. We got little three eighties and an MP nine shield. So in case she's wearing a dress or has to have something that fits in her purse, or I'm in a suit, I got a smaller pistol. A lot of that though is also for work when I work security. Um, then I got forty calibers uh, in case I go hiking, and I got to drop a bear or a mountain lion because a nine millimeter probably won't do that. No, no, you could you could stick with the nine millimeter. You just have to have um, like hollow points. Um, that, that much more stopping power if you get if you put two rounds. I mean, if you come up against a twelve foot grizzly, you're probably shit out of luck unless you're fucking right. an elephant gun. But for a, a bear, if you've got hollow point ammunition, it'll 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 stop them. 
Right. I just I just want to err on the side of caution. So uh, we got that. Uh, then um, uh, scoped rifles for long distance uh, hunting, you know, deer, whatever. Or I'd rather reach out and touch someone at a thousand yards before I reach out and touch someone at two hundred yards. And then for uh, home protection shotgun, and then um, the AR-15s are at times for work, but then also uh, for mid-range and defense um, in case there's like a shit hits the fan. All right. I, well, you're well stocked, brother. Yeah, I am. And then I also have a Tavor X95, which I love. Um, <clears throat> it's not effective at long range. It's usually your... 50 to 300 yard uh, gun, but I just love the, it's heavier. And so the recoil doesn't really even exist. Uh, and I also like it because it's tighter. Uh, the barrel goes all the way back into the stock. So an AR 15 has a little bit, you got to kind of, this one's tighter and I, I think it would be a better defense gun. I haven't really trained with it that much, but um, I do have to go down to Paulden, Arizona. They got a training down there, uh, uh, tactical, combat with rifles that I, I was curious um i i'm thinking of airing to get i was debating the ar-15 versus the ak um have you what are your thoughts my are thoughts they, is we got we got more 223 ammo laying around here than the um what's the 7.62 yeah 7.62 the ar the ak-47 is uh by all means the superior gun everyone loves it it doesn't require that much maintenance and cleaning um so yeah, but you know, if I was in Europe, I'd go with an AK-47. But here in the United States, we got 223 and 556 all over the place. Um, so I'd get that. Uh, I I haven't, you know, just because I have guns doesn't mean I have a lot of experience shooting them. Um, I do enough to be remain proficient, uh, but I'm I've never been in battle or combat. Uh, and all I know is like I'm better. You know, a lot of it also has to do with with you, like you know, your vision may not be that good, you know, red dot versus iron sights. Uh, some people prefer iron sights. Some people, Oh, is there going to be batteries to have your red dot work or your ACOG? Um, you know, you need sunlight. Um, it, you know, I'm a smaller guy. That's why I kind of lean towards my Tavor X 95. Uh, some people swear by the AR platform because they're ex military and the M 16 is, is pretty much the same thing. Uh, so it, it really does depend on the individual. Uh, yeah, that's like, what I said about when people ask me about what pistol to buy. And what I say to them, I say, go to a gun range and try out every single pistol there. You know, and see what Because it's a very personal thing. I mean, the size of your hand, everything. Absolutely. You know, uh, no, like hang on, I'll show you my favorite gun. Hang on. This is the one I like the most simply because it's the one I'm, I use the most. It's just a MP9 shield, 9mm. Um, oh, come on, let's go here, people. There we go. Uh, it's not that big. I'm a smaller guy, so it fits my hand pretty well. Uh-huh. Um, and it holds, yeah, 10. Oh, um, it holds that, that little gun holds 10. Nice. Yeah, with the extended mag, which you get a um, – it adds because you can see the, the grip. It's still a little short for me. Small. You got the extended mag. You need to have your pinky on the. On yeah, because my my uh, it barely holds, and the extended mag comes down here, and it kind of juts out a little bit, so it's yes. a little more secure. And then I got a three. This was this is the one I use uh, for standard carry. It's not too big that it's okay in uh, summer. 
you know, so it doesn't show. And it's great working um, <clears throat> a suit security where you got to be dressed in a suit, like corporate security, because then it doesn't show. Uh, the other one I had was this dinky, shitty 380 that I hated. And it, yeah, it didn't show. That's why I hate like corporate, like, oh, we don't want, we don't want people knowing you have guns. It's like, well, maybe you do, you know, like there was, I, <laughs> I can't mention what or where or who, but there was a threat and it was external and, and they, they blew a shit ton of money on security, like overkill. And we had to be in suits. And it's like, okay, so now if someone comes in here, there's no deterring factor because everybody else is in a suit. They don't know we're armed. They don't even know we're security, for God's sake. And I was thinking the best thing to do is put a guy up there with a bulletproof vest, sniper cap, head mic, and an AR scoped AR-15 on top of your roof, and then put another guy down in the main entrance. You know what? That'll probably deter people. You know, you don't even have to have bullets in the in the gun, um, but yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not the boss. And then the boss. And, and hey, look, you know, if they're, they're paying. You know, what's that? If they're paying for it, you know, they pay, dude. It's kind of sad if you really think about security and safety. A lot of it. What really pisses me off, and and um, a lot of people do this, is they'll get bodyguards, not because their life is in danger, but guess why? Status. Status. It looks badass to have a bunch of guys in black suits following around at a nightclub. Yeah. And it's so stupid. Like you actually increase the risk. Something's going to happen because now you got armed guys. Now you got testosterone and dick contests happening. Like who the fuck is this? Oh, hey, baby. And, and you don't want to be babysitting a prima donna who, you know, whose daddy gave him money. And then she's got to look badass because she has, you know, two guys on her side. They're wearing black suits. It, it's, it really is a, when you're a fashion accessory, it's like, Fucking Christ, you know. Well, a lot of them, those, a lot of those bodyguards are not necessarily um, really well professional trained. They're they're pretty much hired for their size. They tend to be like six foot four, like I'm not kidding, like 400 pound guys. Oh yeah, no, they're they're big. They're they're meant to be an intimidation, but then also a fashion. And I understand if you have an actual legitimate safety concern, but my God, a lot of times, and again, I can't say when or where or who or why, but completely unnecessary. You know, you're just a monkey in a suit, and uh, I, I'm just saying, if you if you wanted safety, there's a way to do it, and if you want fashion accessories, there's another way to do it, and the two are not the same. And so, oh, anyway, we, got a, but, we got a super chat from uh, Catalan. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, Buck, the Buck ninety nine. He asks, "What kind of AR do you have?" So I guess I, he's asking the uh, manufacturer. I have the Bushmaster, and then I forgot what the other one is. I forget what who the other one was, um, but yeah, they're um, they're not they're not high end. Uh, they're just your standard AR fifteen. Um, Did you yeah. buy them new or they used? No, they're new. They're new. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but see, I don't I don't need any more guns. I haven't bought a new gun in a long time because I'm not like these. I know one guy who has six hundred guns, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck. What, what, and, and what, it ends up becoming more of an addiction. It really does because you can only shoot one at a time. Right. Um, the, the inventory of guns I have covers pretty much every possible scenario you're going to be long distance to up close and personal. Um, <clears throat> and you really don't need more than those four or five guns, you know, a pistol for personal protection, a shotgun for home defense or shooting bird, um, rifle for long range. Rifle, yeah. 
Yeah, and then an AR-15 for an oh shit, or some kind of carbine. Um, and you, if you yeah, don't I want them getting much closer, say the, the the AR-15 might even be overkill. Um, uh, but you you got to have the. I I really think the shotgun is really great because I mean just just if you, you got especially if it's a, if it's a twelve gauge. Uh, if it's a gauge, because just the sound of, of uh, that will just usually scare off anyone else for you know home invasion. Yeah, no, I I'm I'm uh, I'm more of a pistol. If it's going to be that close, I'll hit them, uh, especially in a small little one bedroom apartment. A house, I could see if it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, a shotgun would be ideal. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I don't you know. Get, if you get if you get it for the home, make sure you get the shortened barrel one, um, not the long barrel. Uh, yep, I have one. Um, I got I basically took a bird gun. And I uh, had a buddy cut it down, uh, you know, just that side of legal, you know, just. just yeah, yeah. I, you didn't want to get Randy Weavert on there. No, I don't. No, I just like, well, you know, add a little bit more. Let's just make sure. So it's all OK. Uh, that's, you that's, know, that's how they got Randy Weaver, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. That's what that's why I made sure it was on that side of legal, you know, measuring it eight times. Like, OK, cut here. And, <laughs> and he filed it down. So it was nice. And uh, yeah. And so that one. But. I just I don't like the shotguns because they're not as fun to shoot. I mean they're very functional, practical, but I I just I'm not into. And that's the other thing is everyone's like just because you buy a gun you got to train with them you yeah. got to and that's that's where even I fail where, damn I haven't gone to the when I was out west I was real good you know because I practice you can go just drive out to the federal land and start blasting away but now Minnesota you got to go to a range or you got to get out and, and then it's you well, there's only your... one range here that I know that even lets you shoot a shotgun. Um, and it's a bit of a drive. Uh, they have it's kind of nice because they have three ranges. They have one for uh, rifles, they have one for shotguns, and they have one for pistols. Yeah, no, that's good. That is good. All at the same compound, so to speak. Yeah, no, and I, I kind of, I don't really like uh, gun ranges, and maybe it's just a Minnesota thing. But you guys got safety bunnies out there? Uh, I'm not sure what a safety bunny. Is. Safety bunny is. Um, Imagine a fat guy who knows nothing but his Glock, okay? And he swears by Glock, and, and they're at the gun range. They don't own the gun range, although they could. And you walk in, you know, you got your gun in your case. You go, to, you put your head things on, and then you carry the gun, and at, at the thing, you load it up, and then you put one in that you start firing. They'll tap you on the shoulder, and you can't hear because you didn't. I saw you took your gun out of the case there on the table. You have to take it off at the range and then put the case back. You're not supposed to. And uh, there was another one um, in the Twin Cities gun store. I walk in. I got my gun in the case. Um, and it's loaded because it's Carrie could say I got And the guy's like, what's in the case? I'm like, a gun. I want you to take that out immediately. I'm like okay so i take the gun he's like is it loaded i'm like yeah yeah oh, and he says, i want you to take out the magazine i'm like all right you know i'm just like i'll humor him i take it all right open up the chamber i'm like all right now make sure the chambers i'm like press the button up all right let me see it and i'm like okay there you go like what do you want and I, like what can i help you with i'm like nothing your attitude fucking sucks and this guy just went red you can't come in here that so i take the gun put it you know how you got a full mag uh-huh. And the, cha- the 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 hammer's open. I just clicked it, so now it's chambered. Then I put it back, and I just slapped it back. I said, "Yeah, dude, fucking sucks." And then whoever's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "This guy came in here with a loaded gun." And I, th- so the safety bunnies. In other words, they got nothing else going on. 
except for nitpicking how you might have broken some kind of safety rule, which I understand the safety rules and they're important, but you're carrying a loaded gun into a gun store to buy guns and ammo. And there's just these guys, these limp dick uh, fuckers. We could say fuckers. We can't say the other F word. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who got to get you on like, oh, you broke this rule or, oh, you you, you forgot to put your headphones on for, I mean, and after a while you're like, you know what? I understand you got to be safe, but this is no longer enjoyable. I don't need a nagging, you know, fat ass uh, who, who's who's jerking off because he's really good at Glock or, or really knows his his uh, 22s or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. So safety bunnies. Okay. No, I have not experienced it. I've been really lucky. I've only oh, okay, gone cool. two ranges, and the regular one is uh, Wade's on the other side of yeah. uh, the lake here. And uh, that one is really good. There's a lot. I, actually, I signed up for lessons because I wanted to get really good with um, – with my uh, pistol and I wanted like, I never had, even though I'd been shooting since for over 20 years, I said, well, let me get some real professional training. And I got training from a, he's actually a DHS agent and he hangs, you know, he works there and stuff like that. I signed up for an hour training. He gave me two and a half hours, just charged me for one. Sweet. Yeah. And he just really likes to shoot and just was, was a great guy. And, you know, it was a total blast and I got real professional training and for first time, so I have this weird pull where I, I tend to pull left and to the right, uh, left, uh, yeah, left and south, not left and to the right, uh, left and, and down. Are you uh, right-handed or are you left-handed? I'm right-handed. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, yes, I know. I think I'm overcorrect. Anyway, and we worked on that. So I was pretty, I still had a, you know, at the end of, at the end of the two and a half hour, I still had a mild one, but it was so much better. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway. That that's uh, and I recommend everybody just you know at least just at least take the fucking safety class. Oh, I, I can say after that, dude. You you got to be careful. <clears throat> These pistols, you th- even close. If, if you're firing guns, it it's what's behind your target. And if you think <laughs> oh, I can hit that target, it's like yeah, go to a gun range and just just try popping something at 15 feet and see how bad your aim is with a pistol, and then you'll realize why it's real important to train with a pistol. Uh, because, you know, if you don't train for a while, you're like, oh, well, I guess I killed the grandma lady way off to the left of it. Like, you don't even hit the fucking target. Like, wow. Okay. I really, you know, it's funny when I, uh, years ago when I, when I, um, had, a, I used to have a lot of friends from New York come out to visit me and, you know, New York is a really strict gun control. So none of these guys had ever fired a gun. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, the Midwest would, you know, they probably did sometime and they never did the real city suckers. They never got to fire a gun. And they were all, you know, in their 20s and they come out. So I would always take them to the gun range. So when I go to, you want to go to gun range? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. So I would, I would give them the full safety briefing about, you know, in the stall, you always have to wear your eyes and ears. You never take the, you never take the gun out of the stall. Always assume it's loaded. You know, yeah, I did the whole spiel about that. So I made sure they weren't, you know, morons. And, uh, but then I wouldn't, I wouldn't give them any training about how to fire the gun for fun. And I would put it out at 15 feet. You know, it's marked a little thing. You push the button, it goes out. Sure, sure. And then I said, all right, just go ahead. You got a full mag right there. You know, I would, I would make sure I load it and I chamber. It's full mag right there. And I explain also about the thing's going to eject out the side. Don't freak out because it'll yeah. hit, the, it could hit the side and then hit you in the face. Um, and then, so anyway, so then the, the shit, one guy shot like a whole mag. He's like, 
where are the bullets going? Like, he didn't hit the freaking bullets. It was classic. And I've done this a bunch of times. Like, when I don't give them any training at all, like, you know, how to line up your sight or anything like that. Do that. Anyway, there was one girl I brought to the range one time, and I told her exactly what to do. And she never fired a gun, never fired a pistol before in her life. I told her how to do it, you know, exactly, walked her exactly how to, you know, line up your sight totally, put, put the target out at 15 feet. She sent her mag, bro. Women are real good, man. There, there's something about women. <clears throat> I think they're more relaxed. They take time. Um, they usually start off way better than guys. And then I also found that in flying planes. Uh, a buddy of mine had a plane. We got to fly it a bit. And he said, by far, my girlfriend was the better pilot. Because mm. I'm always, yeah. So it's really, there's some, yeah, there's, the, I've, I've heard that many times that women will take their time to do exactly, very methodical. And they'll end up becoming right off the bat, at least anyway, better marksmen than the men will. Well, I think part of it is they don't have any ego when they're learning it. Mm-hmm. And that that's I don't know if there's any truth to that. That's the reason. But, you know, my friend, Christine, she just listened to everything I said. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I saw it in a movie and I had to do this. So it was she totally listened to everything I said. And it was perfect. And we started, she still has it. She saved that. That was years ago. Cool. Um, we got a donation from Jonathan Flores for Chad. The $1 donations are from YouTube premium. He did two $1 donations and that's it. We're done with the super chats. Um, anything you got? Cause I'm going to wrap it up. I've been going for quite some time and I do want to get out of here. Uh, no, I think I'm good brother. Uh, oh, great show. And, uh, I, I just kind of, can I, uh, hawk my Twitter? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. It's John underscore steel 99. Remember the underscore. Yes, that is key. So, All right, well, thanks for coming on the show, John. I'm going to go take a shower, shit, shave, and go for a motorcycle ride. All right, take care, buddy. Enjoy your all day. Right. And we'll see all of you guys later. Uh, if you want, go to olderbrother.com slash donate. If you want to help out the show, you can go ahead and donate to PayPal, in which case you get nothing. You can go ahead and donate to Patreon, in which case you get access to the paywall stuff, which includes pinups from Mary Jo. Cute little girl did some nice 1950s-style pinups with Maybe she's got huge cans. I don't know. I didn't look. You guys will have to tell me. And access to sanity is the future of wealth. And then if you want to do all your Amazon shopping through the link there as well on that page, olderbrother.com slash donate. Click on the Amazon banner. Do all your Amazon shopping there. And that's it. All right. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.